podcast for the week of may 25th 2012 i'm sarah i'm here with tony guerrero the editor-in-chief of comic vine hello everybody it's just the two of us today yes and yeah. let's just remind that was our our possibly new theme by dr flux so let us know what you think of that thanks dr flux yeah and as a surprise as a bonus we got another one coming um we'll talk about that at the end so we'll, okay. we'll give you guys a taste to see what you think of that. So, we had, we'll start off, Batman Inc., Batman Incorporated. Oh, yeah. Number one, Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? Um. Without spoiling the crazy ending. What did I think? What did I think? Did you think? I liked it. I thought it was uh, fun to read. Mm-hmm. Um. Thought it was interesting the way that it was it was written and whose perspective it was written from. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Um, let's see what else can I say without giving anything away. Did you like the art, I did. I thought it was like kind of gr- little, little, little. Um, Frank quietly. I mean, yeah. there's some like not. It was it was like jittery. It's yeah, like shaky cam. And and there's some cool like um sound effects, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And the colors were really really. I think nice. my favorite part was the. Bat cow. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I, I don't think a lot of people realize Bat cow is already in the DC universe. Really? In Tiny Titans. Oh yeah, huh? Yeah, there's that other Bat cow. Oh, that's right. Um, and I liked it. I'm still not crazy about uh, the <sighs> the whole uh, Batman Incorporated mm-hmm. idea mm-hmm. as an idea, mm-hmm. but. I don't think that the book's bad. I enjoyed the book. Thought it was good. Um, so I, I wrote an article about that. About, about how you like the idea. Well, I think it's a good. So, I mean, I'm not sure if I clear. I mean, so what I did is last week and I reread all the, the Batman Inc. books. And I do strongly agree. You know, I'll, I'll still say Batman, Scott Snyder's Batman is my favorite. And, you know, Batman working on his own. That's that's who he is. Where Batman Inc. works, it's it's not so much that he's he's gonna bring like Stephanie Brown and put her somewhere and say, okay, hey, Prime Minister of whatever country, this is this is gonna be our new operative that's gonna be working there. Because like going back to Detective Comics, and I think it was like number twelve or whatever the annual is with um Night Runner, where he goes to the the the, the Paris, the French dude, and and says, you know, we're gonna expand Batman Inc. here. The thing is, he. He takes someone who was a citizen there, and the same thing when you know in the first issue when he goes to Japan with the Mister Unknown. So he's he's working with people who are already there, and then kind of helping them out, giving them any like tech support or money if if they need it, mm-hmm. and then just I think he's just offering them guidance. And be, because Batman is so um, picky. And you know about how you know he wants to think he his whole thing like he he didn't approve of Huntress pre you know pre New Fifty Two because he thought she was too reckless and you know she who was not just a danger to civilians but you know possibly herself too so I think he's being a control freak and he wants to make sure that these operatives are 
in place and that they're going to be absolutely trained the best possible. So it's not so much that he wants to take control over everything, but I think he just wants to make sure like, – like when Tim Drake came, he made sure that Tim had the utmost proper training that he could have. So I think that's part of what his, his goal is, and I also think is – during RIP, which may or may not have happened when he was gone and he realized he doesn't have to or he can't necessarily do it all on his own. So I think he's he's kind of looking at that where if he does die, if he is, you know, he, some other people need to be there to fight crime. So I, I think I'm kind of going with that, whether that's what Grant Morrison intends or not. But that's that's my interpretation of what Batman must be thinking, maybe thinking. Right. And then the fact that now – I completely disagree with you. Okay. And then with Leviathan, I mean because throughout all of the, the Batman Incorporated, you see that Leviathan is everywhere. I mean there's mm-hmm. I mean, there's like there's like this truck with all these little kids that kill all these people. I mean and they're all like brainwashed into serving Leviathan. So I think in, in that regards also it's like Batman kind of needs allies. So and – He you has know, allies with the Justice League. Yeah, but the way the Justice League is now, mm-hmm. there's only five members, mm-hmm. and they can't be everywhere. He's always had the Bat family. Yeah, and you know, and then there's the Outsiders, which has always been like mm-hmm. his. You know, that's he left the Justice League to have the, the Outsiders, mm-hmm. which we got a glimpse of them in this issue, but we don't really know a lot. You know, what's the history there? And um, I guess what I don't like is the like as a as an ideology. Um, and I think this goes back to like uh, my my the way that I I think politically the uh, as as a I don't think that anybody can come to my house and say these are the rules because if that house is mine and they don't have any rights of ownership or or any any incentives really um i understand the idea that leviathan is this you know underground society that that has permeated through out you know different countries and in, in different cultures i get that um that's no different than anything it's no different than the league of assassins who have been in you know various countries and Batman went and like sought them out and took care of them. Uh, I do have a problem with him saying, okay, this is, this is what's going to happen. Like, you know, you like, he's technically in charge. It's like the same idea as one country going into another and saying, I'm going to make the rules in this country. That's how wars start, you know, over land ownership over, you know, whatever, like, government control so so i don't like it i think it's a kind of a weak theory i think that um grant morrison's a great writer i think that he's written better stories and yeah but leviathan's cool batman inc was a good book that doesn't mean it's not a good book it's just i don't think that as a as a concept i don't think it's very clever or good i just i don't i don't necessarily I don't think he's necessarily going in there saying this is what we're going to do. Cause, this is exactly what he did. But the 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 issue with when he's talking to the the French prime minister, whoever, he's mm-hmm. like, he even says, I, I think he's like, and this person is going to report to you. They reveal his identity. They're like, this is who it, who he is. And mm-hmm. so 
And again, that doesn't again, make it better. But he's me. he's not saying we're going to start doing. It. He's just saying this. There, here's a citizen in your country. Right. But I'm, then he's I'm also supporting sending it. Stephanie Brown to England. Who she went know, to school. I mean, it's not like she went to school. She's not a citizen in that country. She has no right to to like. I mean, they don't have right as vigilantes. Period. I don't know if this, I mean because I, I mentioned know? Stephanie so Brown. I don't appreciate. Like I don't think that that it's a good. Um, I don't want to get into politics. Um, but if I have to relate it to politics, we went into Iraq when there, it was not necessary. Same idea. We 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 said oh, we're going to instill you know our troops in in Iraq. I completely support the troops. That's a separate issue. But uh, like there was like whatever's going on in that country is not our business. Same idea. Like I it's it's. I think it goes back to like um, the time I studied foreign policy. So when when I was reading this, I'm like, this is just silly to me because it's just it completely goes against uh, like any of my political ideologies and the way that I feel about one country going into another country and saying you're going to do this. Well, see, I I, I, I still don't see that's it. That's how I read it um, because it's still Batman's organization. He's still operating in various countries, and he's. Um, working alongside those governments and it's, it's a private company. It's a private organization. And I, and I don't, uh, I don't like that. And that's my opinion. I totally respect yours, but, um, I just felt like, you know, maybe I can share mine too. Since yeah. You know, you wrote an article. Okay. And I guess we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, astonishing X-Men number 50. So th- there's a lot of talk about this. Yeah. People were talking about how, um, the the next issue one fifty one they're supposed to get married right there was the fifty one yeah really nice variant cover really really cool book and um, the make your own wedding yeah that's cute mm-hmm. although some of those marriages didn't work out mm-hmm. <laughs> the ones on the cover but um and someone mentioned there's one that's missing Spider Man and Mary Jane oh interesting because it that's a big one to leave out isn't it didn't it? ever happen one more day brand oh, new day that's right oh that's kind of messed up I don't like that how do you feel about that do you think they should have been on the cover uh, if I mean the way it stands, the wedding didn't happen. So, they, but how do you feel about that? Like, as I, well, a fan. I know I, I okay. So, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I h- hate the fact that they did away with the wedding. I, I think Spider-Man and Mary Jane could be together. Yeah, it was a matter of writing good stories with them and not having her just sitting around at home waiting while Spider-Man's out or getting kidnapped or being put in danger. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I don't think that that's necessarily a reason to do away with the wedding. So I, I think that the whole thing was stupid. I've loved mm-hmm. what Dan Slott has done since then. Mm-hmm. Or not, not just Dan Slott, but ever like, because Mark Wade was there, Mark Guggenheim, you know, they, they had the, the rotating writers and everything. So I, I think since Brand New Day started, there's been some good stories. And th- th- there are some ad- ad, um, advantages to, yeah, Spider-Man not being married. You know, he can, you know, people are saying like, oh, maybe Spider-Man and Black Widow should be together because they're working. But she's with Bucky, so that, that doesn't make sense. Or maybe Spider-Man and Silver Sable should be together because they're working together. You know, so you, you got that, you know, little bit of, of flirting and stuff, just lighthearted. And it, it makes more sense. So he can be in Avengers. He can be in Future Foundation. He can be working at Horizon Labs. And he doesn't have to worry about, I better get home to my wife because I'm in this committed relationship. And, you know, I, I need to be with her and not just, you know, I just – I. The the way it happened, I just, I strongly do not agree. Just erasing if, if they want to do it, they should have had them get divorced or separated. So do you think that uh, like even though it quote unquote didn't happen, 
do you think it would have been nice to have that on the variant cover for issue 151? It would have been nice, but I just I don't see how they could do it with when there's when essentially it it did not happen. They retconned it out. As much as I hate it, it wouldn't make sense to put it on there, and I I, I think that's that's stupid. I, it would have been nice. I do think it would, would have been great to have it on there, but yeah. you can't. And it's the same thing as like Lois and Superman. Mm-hmm. Their wedding didn't happen. That's that was huge. I think they got they got married first. They think, did. They got yeah. married around the same time Lois and Clark did on the TV show. Yeah, so it's it's yeah, it's just ridiculous. In fact, I think that's why they got married, right? Probably. Uh, I no, mean, I, I there was so. there wasn't so much of an influence mm-hmm. back because they they got engaged, I think, before the, the Lois and Clark show. I could be wrong with that. I used I, to love that show. Uh, yeah, um, I, I liked Dean Cain. I never really liked Terry Hatcher. I didn't like that. Um, Superman's hair was slicked back, and and. Clark Kent had the, the more stylish hair because they were trying to make Clark Kent cool instead of being oh, really? being a, a dork. Yeah, and the other thing that you, if you ever go back and see anything, when Dean Kane stood, he always like, and I'm crossing my arms here, you guys can't see it, but he would like push his biceps out, like you know, like under. Were you jealous of his biceps? No, yeah, he, he you could clearly <laughs> see he was doing that. He would stand there and you know put his his fists underneath like this, okay, and then I'm gonna look this up and. So a, a lot of the, I mean, not all the time, but when he would just stand there, he would have his arms crossed. And you could see his hands underneath his bicep, so he could push him out because he's oh, wearing. Like he's not that big. Like well, he's, he's I don't know. Buff. He's he's probably big, but you can accent accentuate it a little more by by kind of pushing him out, you know. And you know, when you're wearing that spandex and everyone's looking at you, you know, you you're gonna want to, and you're supposed to be Superman. He did. He did look like Superman to me. His little, um, he's he's darker skin, you know, or his complexion, um. Oh, which again, that that was an interesting thing. They they went, they didn't go with like a pure, you know, white dude. Is he is he part Filipino? He's part something, and <laughs> I don't know if if that sounds bad, but he's I, I don't know if it's Filipino or something. I think he might be. He was something. I'm sure if you go to like the. I don't know. I I mean, I'm not necessarily upset over over the uh, the Supermans we've had in the past. I like Dean Cain. Yeah, he was he was right. Oh, he was no, he's not pushing out his. He did it sometimes, maybe not that one. Whatever picture you're looking at, no way. His biceps look huge yeah. in this picture. Photoshop. I don't know. Oh, they're not. He is not pushing them out. Yeah, maybe he is. He just you just can't see the angle. All right, so um, right, enough the, about Dean Cain's biceps. Yeah, we're talking about astonishing X Men. So uh, everyone's like, like, oh, and okay. A lot of people are kind of looking down at this as like, oh, they're making such a big deal about this. And, you know, it's funny because some people are saying, oh, Marvel's just doing this because DC made an announcement at Kapow. Or they're doing this because maybe the reason they made such a big deal about the announcement is because um, in, was it North Carolina or South Carolina that they they sort of it was somewhere away with uh, I don't want to blame don't a remember. state. Yeah. Somewhere down there. One of those Carolinas. Uh, they, I, I'm sorry. I think it was North. It escapes me. Was it North Carolina? I don't know. I think, but uh, anyways. Anyway, so um, they voted against against the recognition of uh, same-sex couples or same-sex marriages. Mm-hmm. And marriage is only between a man and a woman, blah, 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 whatever. Um, so I think that the reason that, that Marvel made such a big deal out of issue 151 and 51. went on The View... You know, huh? Just 51. Oh, 51. Sorry. Uh, 
I think that they went on The View for a reason. Not only because it's an ABC show and they're mm-hmm. technically owned by Disney too, yep. but I think because who watches The View? Women, mm-hmm. right? So they want to target women and they want they, they want to target <laughs> And women to watch a view are going to be running out to buy a comic book. I doubt it, but I think that it's news that women would be interested in hearing about. So now the, the, what people need to realize, <clears throat> you know, comics take a few months, you know, to put together. So it's not like they just whipped this out. And also there was a few months ago where Marvel released a teaser saying that there was going to be a marriage in June. So they've had yeah, this plan. And – now, North Star came out. It was Alpha Flight 106, 1992. So, I mean, he, he, this is just a natural progression. He's been with Kyle, this this guy, for a while. It makes sense that at some point they might want to get married. Why not? You know, take the relationship to the next level. They're in a committed yeah, relationship. I mean, it's like who cares? Exactly. It's, so, but a lot Straight of people, people do it all the time. A lot of people are kind of coming down on a comic, but I mean. What I always say is, is Marjorie, she she knows how to write the relationships. I mean, she's she's always done that really well. And you know, we we saw that when you know she took over in issue forty eight. That you know, you, you you get all of that relationship between you know characters and not just romantic relationships. So it's fine. But then DC over the week last weekend, they Dan DiDio made announcement that one of their characters is going to be switching their orientation. But it's you know you haven't seen it. So and then it, there's just this. Back and forth competition. It seemed like DC might have said that because the Marvel thing was coming up. But no, then it again, sort of like pick, got picked up. I think. Well, um, there was there was another. I think it was Newsarama that, that had something that I don't know if if uh, Jeff Johns might have commented that Dan just brought it up. It's like, hey, one or, or I th- actually, I take it all back. Someone asked a question about it, and then Dan, I guess, decided, hey, why don't we just tease this? That this is coming up. But again, you would have to assume. That this this character that I think it's supposed to happen in June is what they say, and yeah, and it's not like they're like let's just do this. It's something that's been in plans for a long for, time for a while, and yeah. it's it's the people above. Let's take a long time to write, and and then you got to get approval. It's not just something like like mm-hmm. hey let's just do this. You know, there's there's a whole process and everything. So you can't blame the immediate creative team. It's not like the writer and even, you know, the, the editor of the book. It's not like they're like, let's do this. It's probably already going. And then it's the people that are running the PR machines at DC and at Marvel that they're like, Hey, this is a kind of a hot topic, even though we're in 2012 and it shouldn't be a hot topic, <laughs> but they're like, let, let's just do this. So for astonishing X-Men 51, you know, that could be an idea. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming Marjorie said, Hey, I want to do this. Or maybe th- you know, someone said, hey, let, let's let's make this happen. And then it's just DC that, that's running with it. That Marvel has a lot of gay couples, though. Yeah. They've got, what, North Star and Kyle. Um, and, Wiccan and Hulkling. Mm-hmm, and um, uh, Richter. And Shatterstar. Shatterstar. Uh, no girls, though, huh? Um, I, I'm, there's, there's a page on Wikipedia where you can see all the LGBT characters. Really? Yeah, because I know. I can't I, think I, of any like. Uh, um, I think lesbian. Karma. Karma is, I think. But she doesn't have a girlfriend I, that we know of. I don't know. She's mm-hmm. supposed to be in this issue. She's barely in this issue. <laughs> I, I, I I read it. I didn't even see her. You you can see how she's here, but it's like I didn't even see her. And then mm-hmm. someone pointed out that she was like behind this door, and it's like, oh yeah, there you uh, kind of see her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who else is. Uh, I, I, I. 
I want to think that there's there's someone else. But then, you know, obviously there's Batwoman and Maggie Sawyer. You know, they've been Yeah, but together. that's DC. Yeah, at DC. So, you know, they So so I can't think of any gay gay DC characters, gay male. Um there's there's gotta be some. I can only think of Batwoman. And oh no! Well, there's Midnighter and Apollo from Wildstorm who are now in, oh, in DC. Midnighter is? I didn't know that. Um, for sure, yeah. And someone might be saying, "What are you talking about?" Um, um and who else? I was gonna say uh, Renee Montoya, but I don't think she made it into New Fifty Two. And then there's uh the um the other Starman. That's right. Yeah, he was um, gay. That's true. All right, moving on. Next issue. So I, well, I'm, I'm pulling up. The, oh, that page of yeah. all the LG. Um, I don't know if I'm on the right one. Jeez. Oh, uh, yeah. So we got. Is that on our site? No, this is uh, just a Wikipedia. Um, oh, this is. Well, here's Foxglove DC Comics. This is not. This is clearly not the full list. This is like so short. Um, yeah, they got Maggie Sawyer, which we mentioned. Um, Rawhide Kid. Oh, Mar- really? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I remember seeing this huge page. I don't know if it's just because I'm looking at my phone and I'm on the mobile site, but this is, like, way too short. So, there you go. Um, so, and as far as going back to Astonishing X-Men 48... The whole relationship thing, that's not even like the main focus of the issue. No, it's not. And everyone it's, it's really it's it's a really small part of the book. Yeah, too. and it, and it's just again the publicity machine are saying, Hey, let's let's go with this. And it's it's a great thing because we haven't seen that in comics. Uh-huh. It shouldn't kind be a big deal. Though. I yeah. Mean, yeah, and that's what it, they're saying. It's it's sort of this uh but I guess I guess the question is, does it feel disingenuous because there was such a like PR push behind the book? Like, like because Marvel decided to make an announcement on, you know, really what? a major television show, does it make it seem, does that make it seem disingenuous? It, it feels like it. And if it, yeah. the way, the way it plays out here and then it's supposed to happen next. I mean, if, if this is the proposal and we won't even go into the details of how the proposal was, was <laughs> enacted or whatever. I mean, it's like they're fast tracking it. And yeah. again, whether that's the intention, if that'll be explained or if Marvel's just like, let's make this happen. I, I mean, did we want a June wedding? I wonder if, if we want a June wedding. Okay. <laughs> that's probably, I don't know. <laughs> Is that a popular time to get married? I wouldn't uh, Supposedly. Know. I got married in August, so. You did? Okay. Um, it was hot. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if maybe there was a push from editorial because of the vote that went through in North Carolina <laughs> but, and because of the certain like... But see, when did the vote take place? That was just recent. That was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and, and they Marvel put out a teaser at least a month or two ago. That it's that said issue fifty one. They're like you know, it was a generic X Men director. There's gonna be a wedding they and got lucky and, then. and astonishing X Men. You know, they're like save the it was a save the date. That's what they call it. Cause I remember posting that that teaser in there. Uh-huh. And right away, it, since it was an astonishing X Men, everyone. I mean, I assumed, and I'm I'm not saying I'm the only one. Everyone's like it's gonna be North Star and his boyfriend because the only other. I mean, Cecilia Ray's is sort of in the book. She does not want to be part of the X-Men, but she kind of got pulled into when the Marauders attacked her apartment and all that. Mm -hmm. It's like, so you got, you got Iceman. He's not getting married because he's not with anyone. He's maybe with Kitty Pride. You know, there's something going on there, which I don't, I 
that doesn't seem right to me. Wait, I thought that that's so strange. Well, there's the one he kissed her in the like the first issue of Wolverine and the X-Men when he made all those other Icemen's oh, when they were being right. attacked by the Krakoa. That's right. And then they kind of kiss. And then, but she still sort of likes Colossus, doesn't she? Because there was a couple issues later where there was a hint of something there. She likes – I mean she's supposed to be with Colossus, but now that he's got the, the, the juggernaut power and uh-huh. he's like just angry and evil and that's why he decided to stay – on Utopia, he's like, I can't be around a school and kids because I'm mm-hmm. too, too much of danger. So basically, he's like, he kind of, in a sense, broke up with her because of that, even though they're they're meant to be together. Yeah. So, I mean, if she does hook up with, with Bobby, I, I just, it seems, it would seem wrong. Cause Why does it seem weird? Because she she's with, Col- I mean, ever since Colossus returned from the dead in the early issues of Astonishing X-Men, when Joss Whedon and John Cassidy were, were doing it. I mean, that was a huge thing because, I mean, Colossus has always been like the love of her life. I mean, they're, yeah, they're meant to be. Yeah, she was like so heartbroken when she was stuck in that. Uh, the bullet, the magic bullet missile. Yeah, the magic. <laughs> so it, it just seems weird. So they were together and, and they barely had a chance to be together because when she came back, she's she's stuck in that stupid test tube. Right. Because she she was intangible and mm-hmm. they couldn't have everything. And then they've made it where, oh, they can share a bed at night, but she has to sleep in this suit. So she doesn't just, her molecules don't just disappear or whatever i don't mm-hmm. remember if that was the case that's how it was during mutant massacre so it's like they never really got a chance and then it was when when ord when he attacked utopia and then there was that blood sacrifice and all that stuff like that so then she was finally able to be cured of her ghost state and then Klaus turns into the juggernaut so it's like they barely had a chance to be together but they're like so committed and schism wasn't that long ago yeah even I mean, in, in comic book time. So if if she's just gonna say, well, it's not gonna work out. I'm just gonna you know start a relationship, or I'm just gonna have a fling. I mean, that neither one of those is no. is who Kitty Pride is, right? So although she was with Pete Wisdom, which I, I hated that relationship too. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was wrong because I think she was underage. I think, and he's just a creepy British dude. <laughs> so I don't know. So and 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 astonishing X Men. There's there's really no one else that. Would have gotten married, so it, it's they they had this plan. They they knew there was gonna be a wedding, and and um, I have to say, Warbird's pretty funny in this issue. <laughs> She's, just, I mean, you you don't really get that personality from Wolverine and X Men, which is extremely well written. We both love that that mm-hmm. series, but she yeah. was she was hilarious in there. Oh, and the other thing about the art, because so you said you like the art, I like it, but there's mm-hmm. just sometimes it's like I think no, Wolver- I said I I didn't really. Oh, I thought you said you, I, I thought you said no, oh I really like the art. I wasn't really crazy about it. Oh. See, I, I, I like the art, but I think Wolverine looks weird. He looks too short. Or, I mean, he's supposed to be short, but he just – his face looks weird. Mm-hmm. And like when um, Black Widow's here, it's like I didn't even know who that was at first. Right, because she was wearing some weird outfit that I didn't she, like. She, um, I mean, she she doesn't wear fishnet stockings. I mean, I've never seen Black Widow. I've never seen her wear a skirt, which I, I could be wrong with that. And, and I was like, is this – who's this redhead? It's not Jean because she's not there. And then – and, oh, and the other thing I mentioned, he when she shows up, he's like, "What's life like these days for an Avenger?" It's like Wolverine is an Avenger. Why would he ask that? That made no sense. I didn't understand right. that. Yeah. So, but I I do like this issue. Some people don't like it. I I don't. Know. I what I I do like about it. It's it's different from the other like the regular X Men book. I don't really like that so much. I'm still waiting. For, you know, I I want to like that, but it's like this. It just seems weird. X Men Legacy. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, Wolverine the X Men obviously is is 
about the school. There's a lot of personality. There's a lot of humor there. I love that book. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that, I would say that's, I think, both of our favorites. If you don't count mm-hmm. X-Force. Is that your favorite? I think so. Aww. Yeah, I've, I've loved that. For, see, and, and that's the thing. I'm, never mind. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that's, I would say that's my, my favorite. I might like Wolverine X-Men more than X-Force. But X-Force is kind of, X-Force is an X-Book, but it's, it's a little different. It doesn't feel like it. Because it's, it's, it's just different ideology and everything. And then Uncanny X-Men, that's more, I would say, action with the Extinction team and all that. Yeah. So you have these different – I don't like that we have so many X-Books, but it's nice that they kind of have separate feels to them. And I, I don't find Astonishing boring, as some people say. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's talk about The Dark Knight, number nine. Um, okay. Night of so, Dolls crossover. And, so, and uh, they got – Tim Drake on the cover. Doesn't make any sense. He's, he's like in two panels. Yeah. Uh, I was, that, that's, that's what I was confused about, actually. I was expecting Tim Drake the whole time, and, and I didn't really see any of him. Anyway, I wasn't uh, crazy about this, actually. I thought it was interesting to get the perspective from the Talon in that scene in, in Batman number nine. I thought it was cool. Um, the moments where he sort of gets knocked out, and you can see Batman in the foreground. Mm-hmm or the background, excuse me, um, and he's, like, sort of, uh, over, like, over, um, what, what's his name again? Lincoln? Yeah. Lincoln March? Yeah, Lincoln March's, uh, uh, body. I think that that's interesting. Um, I liked that scene. But, overall, I don't know how I felt about that. It is interesting, though, to see that he was afraid. Mm-hmm. And that's not something... And I guess that sort of gives you a little bit more insight into the talents themselves. They do feel emotions. They do have a sense of 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 their surroundings. They're not just these, you know, cold blooded killing machines, right? That are you know targeting whomever and just killing them. It's kind of like the the female one in, in Batgirl, also, where there's yeah. there's a little something. Yeah. Um. So I I I love Batman Inc. I love Batman. So I I was accused of being because I I'm a Batman I don't know if I was called a Batman fanboy but someone said that oh I give all Batman's five that's <laughs> like and I was like no and someone else commented it's like if you listen to the podcast I mean I'm not a fan of the Dark Knight I'm not a fan of Detective Comics mm-hmm. and you know it's just you you can't compare them so this one like you said it was interesting hearing from the Talon but it was just all over the place that the flashback was kind of weird mm-hmm. where you see it then it it goes back and then it jumps back. And so it's like, where does this take place with Batman number nine? And there is one scene that's a flashback to Dick Grayson before he's Robin. Right. And whether this is a spoiler or not, oh, well, here, I mean, here it comes. We see Batman. Oh, well, here it comes. <laughs> here it comes because it's, it's a dark night. So I don't care if I spoil it. But there, there's, it lo- appears to be an encounter between Batman and his talent. Yeah. How the heck can it, that happen? It sort of came out of nowhere. It like, makes no sense because no. when he first sees William Cobb in issue, I think it was issue two. I don't think they saw each other in issue. No, yeah, it would be it, Batman number two, a new mm-hmm. 52. He would say, hey, I remember seeing someone dressed like that. So what I think happened, the only way I would explain it is the talent was, was in the shadows. So Batman may have startled him. And, you know, there's a big um, theme about fear in here. I don't know. What was this issue called? I can no longer be broken. Okay. Something was called fear. Oh, it's Flash. 
And so I, the Talon got freaked out and, and took off. So I don't think they actually had an encounter. I don't think they fought. So I think that no, explains – that has, has to be the only way because otherwise Batman should have recognized that he fought one years ago. So uh, I, I haven't been too crazy about the Night of the Owl crossovers. I mean Neither the the, the Batgirl yeah. one surprisingly we both liked. Nightwing was was good. I I thought it was weird that Nightwing could fight two talons in one night and win. Mm-hmm. But I mean just a lot of and I I don't like how everyone's always like like oh they're acrobatic. They must be in a circus. Because <laughs> I mean, just cuz Jason Todd thought that in in Red Hood. That that was kind of a weird cross. I mean that that one was was okay. Um and then Batgirl thought the same thing. It's like, oh, he moves just like Nightwing. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. I thought that was bizarre. It just seems like a stretch. Like There's acrobatic people who aren't in the circus. I mean, I, I would say gymnasts are acrobatic. Totally. But, you know, so I, just because I, if I saw someone flip, you know, doing flips, I'd, I'd say, is that a cheerleader? Is, is that a, a, a gymnast? Are they training for the Olympics? No, they must be in a circus. The circus is coming to town. That doesn't make sense. No. Fantastic Four, 606. Uh... I liked it. Um, I think that it was a good sort of a, a break from that really big story that Hickman was telling in Fantastic Four and FF. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say that the the uh, Johnny Storm, Peter Parker story that he wrote for FF was much better. Mm-hmm. And this was interesting. It, 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 it was cute. It, it was really sweet. I think that longtime Fantastic Four fans will will enjoy it. I almost got pissed. As much I love Hickman, when I got to like towards the end, I was like, "You can't do that." See, like, but it was, it was. Uh, I, I bet it was, you know, more sentimental for mm-hmm. you because Definitely. you've been reading for as long as you have mm-hmm. than for uh, someone like me who who started reading Fantastic Four in the last like what two years? Yeah, it's during Hickman's run. Yeah, so I, I think that. Um, it was a good story, but I think that it's more rewarding if you've been a longtime fan. And it's a it's a, a standalone issue, so if you read it and you've never read Fantastic Four in your entire life, you'll be able to follow along. Yeah, it was good. Um, I just realized because I I read this quickly, so I can hand it off to you on mm-hmm. Wednesday. I didn't realize that Ron Garney did the art. I like Ron Garney. Yeah, uh, I gotta say that I wasn't crazy about the art though. There were some panels where Reed Richards was floating. <laughs> yeah, felt a little weird. Yeah. I guess this. So I, I sometimes artists do that where you know you just they try. I don't know if it's trying to experiment stylistically, like panel layouts, mm-hmm. but maybe. I don't know. Um, Aquaman number nine. So it's a really big revelation in this issue. Yeah, it kind of changes things. Yeah, and uh, first few pages, I, I, I was in the process of reading it. I looked at you, and I was like, wow. Black Manta is not messing around in this issue at all. Um, I like that Jeff Johns is making him into this really formidable villain. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that that's one of the things that um, over the years, as Aquaman was perceived as kind of like this wuss, mm-hmm. right? Black Manta was seen as kind of a oh, wuss Totally. Too. I mean, he was a joke. I mean, yeah. he had this big, big, weird helmet. Right. But here it's like, Okay, you know this is this guy is really kind of crazy and creepy. Yeah, I, I th- he seems like a scary villain. You know, he feels like he's he's scary. Like I would be afraid of him. 
I, I, and whereas we, like two years ago, probably would not be scared. Well, we saw a little bit in Brightest Day. Yeah. A, a tiny bit. But and, not like this. And I, I do think, I don't know when it happened. I, I, I guess it, I thought it happened during Brightest Day. But I think it happened before where – because Black Manta used to have yellow eyes. Mm-hmm. And then they some somewhere along the road, he got red eyes. And obviously the red makes him look more menacing. Um, I love the art in in, in, in here. But, um, is it I- Ivan Rice? Uh, is it Ivan or is it is, – yeah. Um, but there's this panel here where you see Aquaman off to the side. Mm-hmm. And the, his – so you see his neck. And you see his costume, and it's like completely smooth. Like his his costume must be like super thin, or skin tight. I mean, super skin tight because there's there's not even a bump. It's just like continues. But his costume is scales, so it would be bumpy. It wouldn't be completely smooth like that. And it would at, at, even if it was skin tight, it would go. There'd be a little bit of a bump. It so wouldn't just be like there a, was no texture. Just right, there. and it's even weird because you see scales here, but then on that part, there's no scales. But mm-hmm. that's just a minor thing I just noticed. So, but it was crazy, crazy ending. It's going to yeah, change things definitely. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man six eighty six ends of the Earth. So this has been good. Uh, I really like the variant cover um, with Mysterio on there, and Doc Ock's got this crazy plan, and he's. Defeated Avengers and Spider-Man's trying to do stuff and trying to save the world and mm-hmm. and um what what's her scare what's scary Cimerica I can't say Silver Sable's country <laughs> but yeah so that that kind of gets gets trash and um I I'm really liking this but it almost feels like it's it's kind of going on a little long yeah and part of it that that one shot that was last week I wasn't crazy about that I know some people said they liked it but. Also, it's like I don't know. I don't like this version of, of Doc Ock because you know he's he's like dying and he's just looks weird and so I don't I don't know what's going to happen. So, but I'm waiting for the story to be over and it's not over yet. And um, apparently, Dan Slott's got huge plans for issue 700 because this is 686. And I, I think an interview just went up. I think it might have been with CBR. But when Matt and I were at C2E2. When we were about to talk, to, I think it was Robert Atkins. Dan Slott was at the table next to him, or two tables next to him, and you know he had a line from signing. So I should have I should have talked to Dan, but there's a lot of people there, and he when as he was signing, he was talking about issue 700, and he was saying how people are going to hate him when that happens. So something huge is so going to happen. He's ready for yeah. it, though. Yeah, I mean he's got he some, some crazy. He must have going into the Marvel.com forums because they would. Or some, or the CBR. I think it was CBR. Uh, they would rip him apart. Well, he's he's saying that's going to happen, mm-hmm. and so something huge is going to happen in issue seven hundred. That it's going to change things. Interesting. And uh, I'm I'm a little what worried. What do you think it is? Have you I, like I, I haven't at all? I haven't thought because when he said that I, I I'm, I'm I'm totally right now I'm totally kicking myself because when he said that you, were, you I, I knew I was him. like this is huge. It's like I, I should try to get some time with him yeah. to talk to him. But because he had so many people and, and right when he was saying it, some guy comes with like a stack of, of, of comics. It's, it, it drives me crazy. I mean, I'm sorry if there's people listening right now to do that, but it's like when you bring a stack of, of books to get signed for one thing, it's like, what are you going to do with, with those books? I mean, are, are you, are those for your personal collection? Are you planning on <laughs> doing something else with them? And I'm, I'm, I'll tangle up my cord headphone cord here, which is why I'm kind of rolling my chair. I, I think um, it's worse when they bring long boxes to the convention. But it's just like, fine, if, if, if there's no one around, 
Okay. You know, if you want to get don't yourself bring your signed. long box to San Diego. But it's just like. Don't do it. Yeah. Because you got you to carry it around unless, unless they. they Jim Lee does not need to sign every single issue you own of X-Men. See, unless they're selling it. If, if, they, if they have a spot on the floor, then they could easily bring their long box and then take it back. It's like, oh, now we can charge more because it's signed. But see, that's the thing. I would never buy a signed comic. Unless it had like a certificate of authenticity, because how do you know? I mean, Jim Lee. Speaking of Jim Lee, there's been so many times people try to sell fake Jim Lee art. Oh on my gosh! eBay. And, like and, on eBay, and, and he'll be like, "That's not me." It's ridiculous. It's laughable. Some of the stuff that goes up. And it's it's sad too that people actually. Well, ooh. I mean, if you're buying a a picture by Jim Lee and you it, like clearly it does not look like Jim Lee's work, then you. You deserve yeah. to lose fifty dollars. Yeah. Okay, you, fifty dollars probably more than that. I I once saw like a like really crappy sketch on eBay, and Jim Lee tweeted it, and I was like, "Are you serious right now? I can't believe that twelve people have bid on this picture that looks like a piece of crap, and is obviously not Jim Lee's work. Mm-hmm. Really, obviously. I don't know, but yeah. So he's probably really good at draw something. On mm-hmm. his phone. Well, when when the I don't remember if it was when the iPad first came out. Um, yeah, he was sketching. He, he would do members s- of the Justice League all the time. Yeah, and it was just like, how the heck are you doing that on um, your with like your fingers? Yeah, <laughs> unless he's I, I said I don't know if you can use a stylus or not with because I'm, I'm trying to think because Norman Will did the thing where they use like one of them use a cocktail wiener to to draw. On one of one of our happy hour shows back. Oh, that's right. They they had that competition. I don't know how that would work, mm-hmm. but because uh, like like Peter and Wynn, when he does when he draws, I mean it's just like, I, I think he's using something. I don't know, but it's just it, it's 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 amazing what you can do and and Jim Lee's stuff because he, he adds like colors and shades. So I it, I don't know what he's drawing on if it's like some program on the iPad, mm-hmm. but it's just it's it's amazing. I mean Jim Lee's just amazing. That that's why. That's that's part of the reason why I like Justice League so much. You know, the yeah, ish, the ish, really issues sometimes coming. You know, some issues are better written than than others. But for me, I just really get a kick out of seeing Jim Lee's art. Sure. Um, speaking of great art, the Flash number nine, Francis Manifold. So this is, and, and you know, it's it's also Brian Bucciolato's colors because they whenever they do a flashback scene, I mean, it just it looks so great. There's always these these crazy insane title pages where you know francis just you know plays around he's with- been really the, the two of them have been getting really creative with that book and i i i could not imagine i love barry allen i'm and and since dave started writing i'm liking the character more because you know i used to be about wally west because that's who i grew up with you know when i started reading barry had just died mm-hmm. so you know i only knew wally west except for you know the few random back issues that i read but it's like they're just making this really great and fun. I this it doesn't bother me that it doesn't feel like that this flash is or ever was in the Justice League. You know, and I, I mentioned it there doesn't seem like there's continuity in there. And I brought up how Justice League Batman doesn't feel like Scott Snyder's Batman. You know, and if if they're so close because there's only been the five of them all this time, how come you know how come he doesn't say, hey, Superman, we got this you know, secret organization, the Court of Owls. They got these hidden places all over. Why don't you come in and just do a sweep over Gotham and just take them all out? And yeah, yeah Batman wouldn't ever do that. But when lives are at risk, maybe you, know, you, you suck up and you, know, you, you swallow your pride or whatever and you do that. Because there was in, in last week's Justice League, he texts 
Superman. He's like, hey, you got lunch plans? Let's, you know, go to Arkham. And that was cute. So it's just, and, and that was, it seemed like that was more for the benefit of Superman because we saw he was really sad. But I don't know. It, it just it just feels like this disconnect. And it, it's weird. Like even Aquaman or Green Lantern, written by Jeff Johns, mm-hmm. does not feel like Green Lantern and Green Lantern, also written by Jeff Johns. No. So The Flash, I couldn't imagine. Um, Francis and Brian not being on this book mm-hmm. and it's hard to say because you know they they do the art and the colors and they're also doing the writing so it's like which is the bigger influence you know which is the bigger deal and I forgot who Francis is, is taking like a break like an I don't know if it's one issue I forgot who is take is going to do that issue someone I, th- I thought was really cool but it, it would be weird to think of them not not on there like it is a little like, strange I don't. I don't know. I mean, like, what if it was just them writing it, and like, so this issue where someone else comes in is like, is it going to be the same? Because mm-hmm. I think because they're writing it, they're also telling the story with their art, and and the color plays a huge part too. Like, you know, like saying the flashback scenes and just the effects and all that. Yeah. So it was really good. Gorilla Grodd, um, really like like that. I just thought it was weird that Turbine, who was in the last issue, there's you don't really you know where where's he at, and Barry doesn't really say anything, and Iris is still missing, and you were all, you know, going crazy about, you know, you got to save her. And mm-hmm. so, um, ultimate comics, X-Men number 12. I believe this is Nick Spencer's last issue. So as you see on the cover Havoc's back. I can't say, I don't even remember what happened to Havoc before. I think he was at the, the school of tomorrow or something like that. And I, I was enjoying the series in the beginning and it's, it, there's like three different ongoing like things. Cause there. so you, you had, um, Kitty pride, Johnny storm, um, and then Jimmy Hudson, Wolverine's kid comes along and then, so they're living in, in the, the Morlock tunnels, you know, they're, they're trying to be separate. You also have, oh, cause actually Jimmy wasn't with them cause he was with Gene, the ultimate X series. They kind of merge, but then you have all the mutants that are at camp. Was it camp angel? I think they, I forgot what they call it. And so you got that whole thing with the uprising, you know, all because mutants are hated since um, Ultimatum. So you kind of got those. So it's like, well, where's Kitty Pride and all that? And then here, now it's like none of that stuff. I mean, the last yeah. issue ended with like all the Sentinels attacking with, mm-hmm. with Striker taking control of them or whatever and all that. And then there's like no mention there. So it's it's weird. Like you said, it's like we're seeing these different stories going on it's like they're all sharing the same book which in some ways is kind of cool because if this is dealing with mutants in the ultimate universe you know you want to see what's going on but it's also like well where when's the last time kitty pride was in the book i know she's she's coming up in the next arc but it's just kind of weird and then someone else pops up in this book that we haven't seen in a while it's just like holy crap what's what's cool here earmuffs yeah that's just really goofy um yeah so that 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 character there there, there was crazy when that character first appeared. I mean, it's just it was a crazy. What the heck is he wearing though? Um, there, <laughs> there's reasons. Um, so it, I, it just the way it ends, it's like holy crap. And then it's I don't even think the next issue is going to pick up with this. It's like okay, are we ever? It even says like the end because I don't I don't think it's going to pick up after that. But it was, it was it was really interesting things that were set up here. But I, I have a feeling we're not going to see them addressed. Anytime soon because we're, uh, I don't know. But it's great to see Paco Medina's work. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. Um, Secret Avengers, 
So this is a, a X-Men versus or Avengers versus X-Men tie-in. Mm-hmm. My problem with, with all these tie-ins is they don't, they're not like consistent. They're not like coinciding with the actual book. Mm-hmm. So uh, like Thor is still out in space here, but in what issue came out? I think three came out or f- I think three was the last one that came out. Maybe it was four. I can't keep track. Mm-hmm. But it's like Thor arrived on the moon. So it's like this is taking place before that. And then it even says this story takes place before the events of Avengers 26 through 27. So it's, it's like it's all over the place. The art is kind of weird. I like it. It's um, Renato Guedes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really nice, but sometimes they look weird. Like Captain Britain, I, I, that doesn't look like Captain Britain to me. No. And I think Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel, I think she looks a little slimmer. Because she's she's always kind of been not not necessarily bulky. She's not you know not like She Hulk. I really but, don't like her costume. But well, she's got a new one. I like that um, one better. I know a lot of people don't, but I like it. I thought her her mask is a little weird here, mm-hmm. the way it looks. But so the art is really nice. But it some 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 a couple of characters look looked weird. And supposedly Captain Marvel's back. I'm pretty sure I read the last issue. So, you know, they used part of the Phoenix Force, supposed to bring him back. But it's like, really, Captain Marvel back again? Um, so the thing is, you really want to look at this, especially since Carol Danvers is getting her own series. I mean, this this story, wherever this is going, has to play into that. Because obviously she's going to become Captain Marvel. So what's going to happen with this dude? Is it really him? Is it not? I don't know. So I was kind of torn with that. Um, Deadpool 55. So since he lost his healing factor... He got his looks back. He's he's a good looking dude now, I guess, uh-huh. and he has no healing factor. So it's it's a strange thing now because <laughs> Deadpool he can't just what or he's shaving. Yeah, yeah. So he he can't just shave without having. To, I guess he didn't have to shave before, but you know he doesn't have a healing factor now. So when he's out on a job, he can't just run out there and worry. You know, not have to worry because he he can die now. He can get hurt. And, you know, he's not going to recover right away. So it's weird. He says he's never felt like more alive. He's still crazy. He's still talking to himself with the, you know, the multiple voices. Mm-hmm. But it it just it doesn't feel like that. So it, it's a it's an interesting evolution. I don't know. I, I just don't see it. It's Deadpool could regenerate. Well, and, and that, that's that's that that's what's making this a little bit interesting is. It's it's a change. It's an evolution. Deadpool. It's it's not just the same character. You know, here's zany Deadpool blowing things up and not caring if you know his head gets chopped off because you know he's still going to be alive. There's no way they can keep this. You know, some people are like four issues. I mean, they it, they may have it go a little longer, but it just it it feels weird. So Deadpool has to kind of operate a little differently because you know he has to be concerned about that. Captain America number twelve. I love this arc. So issue eleven dealt with there's criminals who like turn in state's evidence or whatever during a witness protection program they're being hunted and killed by this new scourge so back in the 80s there's this character called a scourge and he was wore like a white skull face and like a hat and he would just go around killing these villains and would just say justice is served so we're, we're kind of seeing that again it's like who is this this new scourge we have diamond back so rachel's back um she used to be in a serpent society she was a villain she and Captain America end up getting in a relationship because Captain America had a few different girlfriends over time. Mm-hmm. And so she she became good. She hung out with Captain America and all that. And now she's working with Dum Dum Dugan. So she's with, with S.H.I.E.L.D. And I think that's totally cool. I, I said I would love to see a, a series with like Dum Dum and, and Rachel kind of investigating these like kind of gritty 
crime scenes or whatever. And what? So last issue when they came across the scourge, she recognized. So she knows who the scourge is, but then she got injured by the scourge, and so she's in a coma conveniently. You know, she can't talk. But there's two big reveals, like who's behind all of the killings and stuff like that, and it's insane. Especially for longtime readers, because I was just, like the first one. I was like, "Holy crap! You can't do that to this character." Mm-hmm. Totally goes against. I mean, the character is always kind of a jerk, but it's like you can't have this person saying, "Yes, let's kill these villains," even though they're, you know. I mean, it, it. I guess it depends also how you look at the witness protection. You know, point. These guys were bad guys, and you know, maybe some of them were killers. They they turned in evidence. They did something, so they're getting a free pass. Should that be allowed? You know, yes or no, that that's another thing. But for this character to say, let's kill him, I mean, that seems weird. And then we find out who the Scourge is, and I hated it, and I loved it. So it's it's crazy with Brubaker. I, 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 I'm going to be so bummed when Brubaker stops writing Captain America. I don't know when. I'm not saying he's going to. I hope it's, he's never said that, but... <laughs> It's just it's 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 good because speaking of Captain America, so there's that other which he stopped doing. I got it in here, it's buried. Um, so the, the Captain America and this time it's it used to be Captain America and Bucky, which he was doing, and then James Asmus took over, and then they switched it to Captain America and Hawkeye. Um, this is written by Cullen Bunn. I did not like this issue, and which is Why? interesting. Cullen Bunn, I think, also wrote Wolverine. Is writing the current Wolverine stories until Jeff Loeb does a Sabretooth Reborn. It's just I don't don't really care. It's I, I don't even know. It's I, I could barely read the last issue. I couldn't, couldn't get through this one. It's like I don't care what's going on. Um, so it's Captain America and Hawkeye. I think then there's gonna be Captain America and Iron Man coming up. So it's, I just I don't I don't care for the get rid of the series. I'm, I'm like almost ready to drop it. I don't like that they they took the Captain America numbering. So. Captain America, like when Bucky came back, all that stuff, when Ed Rupert, you know, they, they relaunched the series. It started number one, everything. It reached issue 50, and then they jumped to issue 600. They did the, the renumbering thing, combine everything. And then at, it was like 620-something, they're like, okay, we're going to start a new Captain America issue or series, and then we're going to keep that 600 numbering and call it Captain America and Bucky. Mm-hmm. So this is – it's just it's, – it's stupid that this is Captain America and Hawkeye 631. I, it's, I, I don't know. I just I don't like that series. I'm angry. Superman, speaking of angry, number nine. You know what I gave this? What? I gave this a two. What? And some people are like, two? It wasn't that bad. But um, Superman, did this I, I'm I, this is another one that's making me upset. So first of all, you got this cover. He's, he's saving a submarine. That's supposed to be a submarine. I kind of like that cover. And saving a sub, he's doomed a world. This happens like in the first few pages and, you know, there's a little bit. It's like, what's the big deal about the sub? We don't even know. And then there, there's stuff where this this blogger. You he, think that maybe it, if it's collected, it'll be a better read? I don't I, I just I, I don't like the series. So you got that. There's this blogger. I, I like this idea. He's, he's like Superman has a secret identity. He's posing as a human. And, you know, he's trying to sell that idea. So that's it's kind of interesting, kind of like what we saw in the 80s. So it's kind of got that classic 80s feel to it. That's fine. And then there's this villain who's like, she just jumps in, she's robbing, you know, some safety deposit box. And I don't even care. I don't even know what her story is. I don't even care. It just seems like a stupid character. And, and then Lois and, and Jimmy are just thrown in there. Lois is supposed to be running the, the TV program, TV station. Clark is working at the Daily Planet. So maybe they're in the same building. 
you know, different floors or something like that. But it's like it happened like last issue too, where she's just hanging. It's like you don't you have a job? Don't you have a desk to sit behind and stare at computer screens of Superman or whatever? And then she's just hanging out there talking to Superman or talking to Clark, yelling at him for not picking up her sister at the train station. And it, it just feel like she's just like thrown in there. And it's like they there's they serve no purpose and. The art, I like the, the art. It's it's Dan Jurgens again with that the eighties feel and Jesus Marino. They're, they're he's doing the finished art. I just something needs to happen. I'm I'm just Superman deserves better. So I'm just not happy with what they're doing there. All Star Western Night of the Owls. Go. Um, it's good. You get uh, <laughs> you get to see more of uh, Night Hawk and Cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Um. And we learn a little bit about Bruce Wayne's father or grandfather. Great grandfather. Right. Some, something. Grandfather. I don't know how many greats. Um, and his relationship with the Court of Owls. And, uh, yeah. So it's, it's neat to see that, that um, there are definitely some ties between current Batman comics and All-Star Western. Um, and it's not just through, like, you know, Bruce, Bruce Wayne's um, heritage and his family. It's that Talon, too. Pretty sure that's the same Talon that we saw in Batgirl. I don't know. It's similar. Yeah, I saw you. I mean, it, it could be. I think it would be cool if they did that because since they are froze. Actually, no, it can't be. Why? Because that, that Talon from Batgirl was during the bombing. Oh, that's right. So That's interesting. They're very similar. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool. I, I would like to see that because, that, you know, if if they take them and then they – Although, I, I'm not going to say anymore. Yeah, I'm not um, sure. Yeah, I, I forgot about that whole scene in Batgirl. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something later. That okay. My, my, an idea that I might have. Um, yeah, but it would have been cool if, if we saw the same one. What I thought was kind of weird is like this page right here that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pointing. It, the art looks kind of different and yeah. almost feels like, and then we, we kind of get like this this flashback or when we see the talent, it almost felt like this was kind of thrown in because, you know, Jonah Hex and all of them, they're fighting that whatever, that that female fighter. Yeah. I forget her name. But so it's like you got that. Then all of a sudden, it, it felt like the, the Night of the Owls part was just like shoved in the middle of the issue. Mm-hmm. Just that page in particular looks weird. And the, I mean, it's just like the, the inking or something is just really heavy there. And then it kind of picks up. We get this little, little, little bit here. I I, I, of, I liked it, but yeah. it, it just feels like it was just like shoved in there. We saw a little bit of uh, Night of the Owls. Um, at least re- referenced in yeah. previous issues. Yeah. But I don't know. And I don't, did they mention anything about Circus and Eric? I don't remember. No, I don't think so. Everyone's mentioning that. Um, let's, okay, let's, let's cruise through some of these. Green Lanterns, New Guardians. So this is interesting because the Blue Lanterns are in trouble. Their planet has been discovered. It was supposed to be hidden. The, what do they call the, the Reach? Um, so that those are like the the race that has the the blue beetle scarabs. They're like this evil, evil race that the Green Lanterns don't like because they kill and destroy, and so they're targeting the Blue Lanterns. Blue Lanterns, their powers are more defensive. So unless a, a Green Lantern was around, they, they don't really have any offensive weaponry. So there's like we need a Green Lantern, and then Kyle's trying to call the other Lanterns. You know, so these new guardians, the the ones from the, the different cores. So he's trying to get them to come. So it's it's kind of interesting that we sort of have this team 
from these lanterns that, that all kind of hate each other. So it, it's it's cool to see what what could happen here. I Vampire number nine. Mm-hmm. So after the um the the, the big big story, um, it's all these vampires. Is Andrew Bennett? Can he keep control over them? What's going on with him and Mary, Queen of Blood? And there's some 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 cool stuff. And I I just love love the art here. So people should be checking that out. Teen Titans. Um, so this is the the culling. I I wasn't a fan of this this crossover. Mm-hmm. Part of it is because it involves the Legion Lost, which I don't read that book. Yeah. And this this Harvest character that that was kind of behind nowhere, who was kidnapping all these kids. I just something is it's just off a little bit. And this says it's a conclusion, but I, I thought it's continuing in Legion Lost, which I won't be reading. So, so this is building up towards Ravagers, which I think comes out next week. So I'm I'm waiting for I'm I'm glad the calling's over, and I hope people liked it because I wasn't crazy about it. Voodoo number nine. So um, did you read it? I did read this. I just um, read it right before. So there's there's weird stuff. It's what's her name and the clone. Um, she's working with um, the Blackhawks. Uh, what what is interesting? So the the clone is a clone evil. She's supposed to be evil. I don't know. I think she's hasn't been very clear. I think she's kind of playing, you know, because again, she was against the Daemonites and all that, and then she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I'll, I'll accept this, whatever, just sure, roll." I'll get like. a raise. So I, you guys, I, I even think, though I hate you, and I was killing you two seconds ago. I think she's she's playing them because then, um, surprisingly, doesn't that mention would it on, be too obvious, don't you think? I don't know. Well, I mean, because the thing is, so she she visits Hellspont, who was mm-hmm. just recently in Superman, and she's willing. She's like, it's like, oh, I'm going to serve you. I'll help you and all this stuff like that. And kind of like to, to prove her loyalty, you know, because so Hellspawn's in this temple and he's, you know, surrounded by humans. She's like, she's randomly killing the humans around her. So I think she's good, but she obviously has no problem killing because we've seen that that throughout. So and he wants this this weapon and she's like, well, I'll I'll go retrieve it for you to prove my loyalty. But I think she's kind of using that so she can get the weapon for herself and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, help take down Hellspawn or whatever like that. And then we're also seeing the other side. And, um, so she meets this, this guy, Axel Walker, who Axel Walker's, that's who Trickster is. Trickster has like blonde hair. So I don't know if this is supposed to be Trickster. <coughs> and yeah, so it, there's going to be another clash between the original and the clone. <laughs> there, there's a, a funny part. Oh, I'll tell you. There. Um, Hulk fifty two. I, uh, I I don't know how I feel, but it's got the Legion of Monsters here. Um, it, it, yeah, there, there's some stuff about about um, Leonard Sampson who died mm-hmm. and who turned evil, but I just I don't I don't care about these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, Hellraiser. So this is continuing. Where Pinhead, he's kind of like, I don't want to be a Cenobite anymore. I, I'm kind of bored with this. I want to I give this all up. But he had to f- you know, find a replacement. So the only person would be Kirstie Cotton from the first two Hellraiser movies. She was the only one that was able to escape 
the, uh, the box and them. So she takes his place kind of to, to, to combat the evil. But it turns out that I, I forget what's his name. It's the original Cenobite um, or original pinhead. But it turns out he may not have had such innocent plans as he intended. Like, you know, it kind of sounded like, like, well, I'm, I'm tired of all the killing and all this, and I just want to live a normal life. But he's he's up to something else. It's pretty crazy. Really? So, And we also have the, the female Cenobite from the, the first – was she in the third movie? The third movie was horrible. So how, had that, how, um, had that CD Cenobite, which how is – How loosely based is this? Um, well, Clive Barker is the co-writer – so he's probably plotting it. You know, I, I doubt he's sitting there actually writing it. Um, I just noticed that there's a different co-writer in this one. It's this guy, Mark Miller, E-R, not Miller, A-R. Um, it, it's been good. I, I've been liking it. Uh, they had the Epic Comics, the offshoot of Marvel, did some Hellraiser comics in the in – the, must have been the 80s, 80s, 90s. Those were – some stories were okay, some not so okay. So this is just interesting. I, I like the fact that – they are using Kirsty and Pinhead, and they're, you know they're talking about all that. So it's it's interesting to see where this is going to go. Um, we got Justice League Dark. I did not read that. I started reading it. Um, Journey into Mystery. So this is continuing the crossover Exiled with New Mutants. Um, Firestorm. I didn't read Fables. Um, you got Mighty Thor over there. Yeah. Where I guess uh, Don Blake found out that his life was a lie, that he was created just to be a vessel for Thor. Wow, that's, so, that's going to hurt, huh? So he's not too happy. And um, I don't think I read the last issue. Uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't. And so he's Enchantress is going to mm-hmm. get her hands on him like that. What do you think about Enchantress being – what do you think of Enchantress overall? I don't know enough about Enchantress. I was going to think – I would assume you don't like her because she's blonde. Oh, thanks. <laughs> But um, I think there is talk like maybe she's going to be in Thor 2, and I think she should be. I think it would make sense, right? Because mm-hmm. she's always – I mean she, she, she's got the hots for Thor. Right. And cause I guess you know who wouldn't? Right, um, exactly. So um, – and, and she's – right. she, she and Sif don't get along, huh? Well, she's – because Enchantress is, is evil. You know, she's right. – she's, she's sided with Loki so many times because, you know, they're, they're, they're both tricksters and – like that, and she's been a big part of the, uh, the Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes cartoon. So I think it would make perfect sense to put her in, in, a, in a movie, and especially if, if the sequel is going to take place more in Asgard. So we'll have to see. Um, oh, uh, what else was there? Uh, da, 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 da. I know there's. I'm trying to think what else. There's a couple indie books. Um, what did Matt review? Matt reviewed a Godzilla book. I think it was this week. Um, there's something else. Um, I'd read the Batman Arkham city Endgame mm-hmm. digital comic that That's came right. out, come out Wednesday. So that takes place right after it's written by Derek for uh-huh. who has been doing all of the, the Arkham and hinge series. So I think that's great. I, Derek's a cool guy, but it's great that you know, he's been doing all of these Arkham city based comics. So it makes sense that he should do this. Um, this is a six-part weekly comic. It's 99 cents. came out on, I think it was Tuesday, actually. Tuesday or Wednesday. Maybe it was Wednesday. <coughs> and this is, it picks up right after the game. So the crazy ending of the game. And it's going to kind of set things up for the Harley Quinn's revenge 
um, DLC that's coming out Tuesday, mm-hmm. I think the 29th. Mm-hmm. So um, it it was it was good and everything. The, I like the art, but the art does not look right. It's it's not like um, it doesn't look like the, the game. So you got a Patrick Gleason cover, but it's it's kind of gritty and dark. I mean, the colors it's it's Lee Luridge are, are really nice, but oh, I like that. But I mean, it, it's it's really nice. It doesn't seem like it should be Arkham City though. And the other thing is is Batman. You can see his mask. You can see his eyes. Oh, that's weird. It's like Batman. You don't see Batman's eyes. Mm-mm. I mean, it's just it's it's almost like it's like olden time Batman. It yeah. just looks really weird. So it's 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 an interesting story. And again, it picks up where where the game leaves off. And but it's just it's kind of dark and gritty, which again looks really nice. Doesn't feel like. It should be the game. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's weird. Very interesting. And there's your connection. Look, there's Harley. She's not happy. So. And again, 99 cents. So people should check it out. Um, I don't know if that's going to be reprint. I, I refer to it as a digital first. Um, it, uh, it all depends on <clears throat> how well they do. Because uh, Arkham and Hinge is being <clears throat> reprinted now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's recently. The like Superman Beyond and. Batman Beyond, those are being reprinted. Um, Smallville is going to be reprinted. Um, I didn't read. I tried reading this week's. I couldn't. It, I couldn't get it. I couldn't download it. it it's because hmm. the Smallville comics come out every Friday. Yeah. Um, I'm not crazy about them. Um, A lot of I, people like them. Yeah, people are like mm-hmm. them. It, it, it's it's out there like on the top of the list or something like that. Ranking. Mm-hmm. It's you know it picks up from the show. It's it's. I'm not crazy about the art, I have to say, also. So, you know, you got Lex Luthor's back. He doesn't have his memories. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird because, you know, Superman, he's, he's, he's being Superman now, where in the show, you know, he was always hiding. He's with Lois, it, and, you know, Green Arrow is married to Chloe. It just, I don't know, something feels, feels weird. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So, if people like it, I, I mean, that's great. But. I'm kind of waiting for something to happen. Hmm. Um, as far as the news, so earlier in the week, I think it was Monday, mm-hmm. um, Boom put out a press release. This is kind of exciting. About Mark Wade writing the Avengers in the Hellfire Club. I think that's cool. But it's really the TV Avengers. So Steed and Mrs. Peel, we've yeah. had that series. And I, I don't think I don't know if people realize that there, there it wasn't always um, Emma Peel that he, you know he's he's had other partners. Yeah, and they, they were the most prominent. Yeah, because she wasn't even the first one. There's right. there's another female before, and there's like actually I think a contract dispute, so she like quit or something like that. Cause she wasn't getting. I think I, th- I think that there was like a, like a camera guy or something like it was getting paid more than she was, like some some crazy thing. And the show. I think it ended in 69 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it was like 74. It came back and it was called the new Avengers, which is kind of funny because there's a new Avengers comic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Mark Wade's going to be writing that. So it's, it's going to be interesting because uh, irredeemable. I think ending. the, I think the last issue came out this week. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like half, uh, maybe like four or five issues behind mm-hmm. and incorruptible or is also ending. Is also ending. So it's, it's great. So, you know, Mark mm-hmm. Wade and he's Mark's doing his, some digital stuff mm-hmm. 
and he's promoting yeah, piracy like he's on or something like that. Website. <laughs> and and you know he's obviously doing Daredevil. So if he's not doing those two, Irredeemable and Corruptible, he's got time to do this. So it's cool that he's still working at Boom, even though because it it just seemed weird. You know, he was he was editor in chief, he was a CEO, and then I think he he stepped well, I down. I think it's because of his digital maybe belief on- yeah. So it's it's good that he's he's still doing it. so. It's, It'll be cool to see how that goes. Um, this week, we also got a look at season three to Walking Dead. So they released a little little trailers, some behind the scenes, talking to the different actors. Looks very gritty and dirty. They're like all bloody, you know. So they're leaving the farms. You know, the prison's probably coming up. So we have that. Um, the, there's mention of the governor. Um, also, I think Entertainment Weekly had a first picture of Michonne, and she she's looking pretty tough with her her big old sword so that's that's gonna be cool uh dark knight rises we've seen a bunch posters banners stills tv spots Jeez. but it's like they're they're releasing them like every day they're it started out it was like monday or tuesday they released these really 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 cheesy images like like posters i mean it was just like a lot of people thought they were fan made i it totally looked like that i thought that the first one was definitely not official because because then when when just like the old one when you well when you saw that no there was worse than that it was it was like it was like catwoman in like a purple background or something like that it looked like something would be like on a a cereal box you know like some (laughs) some batman tie-in cereal something um because when you said that this is out or something i I was like i hope you're not talking about those really bad ones because like i don't even want to acknowledge your existence so so i think it was tuesday the poster came out which looks no maybe it was monday that that came out and then it's like every day we've been getting a little bit more and more and so there's a lot of stuff i mean i think people are i mean they're still talking about the avengers but i mean it it was number one again last weekend yes it was it it uh, killed it's it's sank battleship (laughs) It literally, literally. <laughs> Poor Taylor Kitsch, because Disney. I don't. His career's over, man. Wait, was who put out Battleship? Because it's Hasbro and. Um, but what studio? Because Paramount. Was it Paramount? I think so. Uh, maybe, but yeah. So they're probably like, dude, that's two movies. Or Paramount was the distributor. It was a bunch of small studios. It was mostly know. Hasbro. It's it's weird because uh, Paramount is putting out GI Joe. Yeah, because because Paramount was was listed on the Avengers, mm-hmm. they had nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the Avengers. They were just the distributor. They weren't even a distributor. They they kind of got like a, we'll we'll let let your name because, bec- bec- this came out like like it was like last last year where they said it because since Marvel and Disney, you know they they kind of ended whatever the relationship with Paramount, but they're like, but we'll still let you have the Paramount presents, even though I mean it was all Marvel Studios and Disney that did the Avengers. Oh, but really? but then they just kind of let Paramount. Um, Why? That doesn't make sense. Well, because like we we had we we have we still have a really cool Paramount rep. He's the one that got us into the screening for Thor and was going to get us into the screening for Captain America, which happened to be at San Diego, so that wasn't going to happen. Um, Paramount was not involved with releasing um, the Avengers. I mean, that was through Disney. Like all, all the trailers and stuff that all the premiere footages and Scarlett Johansson getting her, her walk of fame, all those emails, those are all from Disney people. Yeah, that's true. So, but it's just weird that for whatever agreement, probably because 
I think Paramount could have held on to the rights more, mm-hmm. distribution rights. Or like, so maybe they're like, okay, well, we'll let you guys do it if you throw us a little bit of money. I mean, same thing with um, Sony. Sony sold TV rights of Spider-Man back to Marvel, but they kept the movie rights. Right. So that I, I'm assuming I've never heard an official announcement why the spectacular Spider-Man cartoon, why that ended after the second season when everyone loved it and everyone involved. They wanted to do. They had plans for like a third season, and then they wanted to have Spider-Man go to college and do you know slightly more mature stories. And that just so now Disney's got the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. You know they relaunched a new series, and that's mm-hmm. through Marvel. So I think Sony's like, we'll sell you back the rights or whatever. You know you throw money at our way so i don't know but um poor taylor kitsch because that's two movies um i think someone said that battleship wasn't that bad it's just no one's going to see it i guess and just like john carter you and i both liked it yeah i liked it but apparently no one really saw it so it's kind of a bummer and i I just read this morning i honestly have no interest in seeing battleship i i I just think that the concept is silly i don't even i'm not even sure what the concept is yeah it's (laughs) that's i see this big giant round flying thing flying at them between the board game and uh or yeah the only similarity uh uh with the board game is the is the name it's ridiculous it's called battleship but it's about an alien invasion and the aliens are in the sea I don't know. That's, yeah. A bunch of Transformers or whatever. I don't know. Um, let's see what else this week. Uh, had a crossover with GameSpot. Talked about some video game comics. Um, some really bad. Some are okay. How is uh, that Super Mario? That, 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 I'm, ugh. So, um, <laughs> so, so Brendan, who's at GameSpot, he had this, it was the best of, I don't even know. So Valiant Comics, before they disappeared in the 90s or whatever, they put out a bunch of like these Nintendo comics. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize those comics. I don't know how I missed it because I, I know when Valiant did like Exo Manowar and, and Bloodshot and just all, all this the stuff, Turok. Um, I don't remember any of these Nintendo comics and they were just – they were bad. I mean it's it's just – yeah. <laughs> and I, so I said, like, if those are the best, I'd hate to see the worst because – and it's surprising that there isn't like a Super Mario Brothers comic. I mean, Sonic, you know, people Sonic like that. Comic, yeah. Archie's doing it. It's it's like 200 and something, 227, whatever issues that's been put out. So it's people long like run. It. Mega Man just recently started last year. And I read the first issue and it, it was good. You know, it's it's Mega Man. So I'm surprised that there isn't a Mario comic mm-hmm. or Metroid. Or, I don't know. Um, they announced, or oh, we already talked about the X-Men marriage, so I'm not going to bring that up. Mm-hmm. The landmark X-Men marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, Warner Brothers announced the voice cast for the Dark Knight Returns animated movie. So that is, so we have Superman and the Elite coming out, I think in June or July. And then the Dark Knight Returns comes out in the fall. It's going to be a two-part um thing. So the, the the first part comes out in the fall. Part two comes out early 2013 so they're going to adapt the four issue series they're not going to try to cram it all into 76 minutes i don't know why i don't know why dc insists on making their movies 70 something minutes it's like you, you can't go 80 something minutes you can't go 90 minutes so there's i'm sure there's some reason cost whatever so uh peter weller also known as robocop is going to be batman ariel wayne who nobody knows who that is it's it's this girl from um Modern Family, 
Um, she's going to be uh, Carrie Kelly, Robin. Mm-hmm. Wade Williams is Harvey Dent. You actually interviewed Wade Williams for Green Lantern, Emerald City. So yeah. he's, he's going to be Harvey. And um, then there's a couple other people. One, one I forgot who it was, was casted as, as a psychiatrist. And this, this other person mentioned didn't say what role. So we don't know. Cool. Um, so that and, – and Bruce Tim obviously is involved and he realized that this is a huge story. You, you got to do it right. So it's great that they're doing this in two parts. That they're mm-hmm. not just going to try to crank it out. Uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation pushed back to March 2013. Absolutely ridiculous. I think it's a good idea. I mean I'm disappointed that I won't get to see it this year. But I do think that for the movie to make – Money, I think it's a good idea. I don't know. So they said because they want to convert it to 3D. Yeah, sure. So they want whatever. to make some more money. The Rock, um, I guess, said that they are going to be doing reshoots or shooting, doing some. He said their new scenes are being designed to enhance the 3D. But it's like, so they're kind of looking at it. It's like, well, if we make it in 3D, we could probably get a bigger, bigger box office. Sure, but yeah. then the other thing is. Some theaters offer it in 2D, and people will go 2D because they don't want to pay extra. And a movie like G.I. Joe, yeah, I mean, you don't need 3D to see that movie. Well, I mean, I don't think you need 3D to see any movie unless it's Avatar. Yeah, I mean, the, the 3D made Avatar a good movie. Without the 3D, Tron, I would, wouldn't. Tron was better as a 3D movie. So I didn't see that in 3D. It's very, very few films are so, I mean, if if a movie is so visually... Uh, stimulating like Tron yeah you know the the best thing about that movie was the visuals mm-hmm. because the script was a piece of garbage <laughs> you know mm-hmm. I mean if you if you remove the music and you make make it not as pretty mm-hmm. it would be the worst movie ever mm-hmm. and I think that a movie like that is great in 3D but a movie like The Avengers I didn't need to see that in 3D yeah. It was good that it was yeah. in 3D. It was fun. Not necessary. But it wasn't necessary. And yeah. I think that um, a movie like G.I. Joe, Absolutely and I haven't not. seen it yet, obviously, but I think it's same same as You have Avengers. explosions, stuff blowing up in your not face. Not really necessary to see it in 3D. It doesn't make that much of a Throwing stars flying past your head. Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's Plus, 3D only makes me nauseous, so I'm, I just I'm biased. It's ridiculous. I mean, they're they're losing money because they've already been hyping it up since since December. I think is when the first sure, trailer yeah. came out. They they paid how many million dollars for a Super Bowl spot? Mm-hmm. You know, um, IDW's got to be pissed because they put out like a, a prequel comic, and now it's like, well, it's gonna be nine months later. I don't know. It might be good uh, for IDW. I don't know, but but these these comics they put out like who cares now? It, I don't even know. I don't know if it was a one shot or like a series. Mm-hmm. But it's like if, if it was an ongoing series, I'd be like, well, why am I going to read this now if if it's the comics or the movie's not coming out for a while? So I don't know. And I was looking forward to seeing Ad- Adrian Plicky. Yeah, yeah, I like her. She was she was she's good in um, Friday Night Lights. Oh yeah, your favorite show. Yeah, <laughs> I love that show. Yeah. I'd, I'd watch totally. it again if I had unlimited totally. time. But um, not good in Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, Iron Man 3. So there's some casting stuff. Mm-hmm. This dude, Ashley Hamilton, who I don't think he's done much. He's up for the role of this villain, Firepower. <laughs> who cares? Um, still uh, got Guy Pierce. something. Still nothing about Ben Kingsley, what he's doing. I like Guy Pierce a lot. I do. Cool. You got to see Memento. I know. You got to see Memento and you got to see Vanilla Sky. Okay. 
Yeah, that'll never happen. You report back when you, you do. All right, I, I will. I will do that. I got to see Vanilla Sky again because I love that movie and I wonder if I would still love it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I mean, it's not that old, but no. I like, and I, I love the soundtrack as I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, the big casting news for Iron Man three—not really big, but I think it's kind of big. Happy Hogan will return. John Favreau is coming back. He's not directing it. Nope, but he's, he's going to be back. He's going to be in it. So that's cool. That's that's pretty big of him. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's like, we'll throw this money at you. He's like, okay, I don't have to worry, stress out about trying to shoot a movie with no script or whatever it. they do and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Chris, 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 Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, I'm getting all flustered, I guess. Right. Um, he, he said he thinks Thanos in a sequel, it's too easy. Yeah. You need someone else. It's like that. Come on. Thanos, Penny Gauntlet. That's too easy. Uh, Dude, what are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. I think that that's silly of him to say that considering. I didn't watch the interview. I think it was like MTV. Yeah, geek or whatever. one of those things splash page or I don't know. Sure, yeah. I give shout outs all the time you do yeah sure. I don't care IGN Joey Esposito are you listening this week <laughs> yeah Joey we love you yeah um, you better watch out because there's that oh yeah somebody, Christian what's his name somebody was like made that comment blah, 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 there has a Christian you okay so, yeah. yeah I, I do I, I absolutely you, you read into Joey that. will you marry me Joey Esposito of IGN.com um, so I have no idea what Thor 2 is going to be about, but Anthony Hopkins might be in Red 2. So oh. Red, John Malkovich, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Um, Good segue there, Tony. Yeah. So he's in talks to do Red 2. That's going to depend I'm on... surprised that they're making a Red 2. It was surprising they made Red 1. It had nothing to do with the... Very little to do with the comic, and I just looked straight into the light up there. And, um, Did you watch that? Red? I liked it. Yeah, I I saw it kind of late. I thought I think I saw it late on a Friday night, and I, I started getting a little tired. But it was it was a fun movie. I mean, it's Have you ever fall, falling asleep in the movie theater. Um, I I I dozed off for a tiny bit, for like maybe a oh, minute. That movie? A minute. No, not really? in that movie. In X Men First Class. What? Because I saw I went to the midnight showing. Oh my god! Because um, after after watching the movie, I'm like, where was the Mystique bed scene that we saw in a trailer? Oh. Where she, I was like, where was Rebecca Romaine Stamos? Oh, yeah, I was asleep. And then I was like, crap, <laughs> I missed that part. <laughs> I, I think I, I asked Norm about that, and and he's like, yeah, it was in there. I was like, really? Yeah. Well, that's the problem because I, I went to like, oh man, that's why I went to see that movie. Nah, that's the scene I was most looking nah, forward to. Nah, she's 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 old. Are you serious? Okay, <laughs> ageist. Um, but I see, I went to midnight show by myself. And I saw the movie, and I uh-huh. it wasn't even playing in my town, so I had to go to next town, which ten minutes away, ten fifteen minutes. So I don't like midnight showing, so I'm I'm too old for that. <clears throat> um, so yeah, Red was was fun, and it was absurd, it was over the top. So mm-hmm. we'll see what what sequel will bring. Um, there is a new trailer for Lego Batman Two, which again looks really cool. Mm-hmm. You could see the game, you could see other. So we've seen um, like renders for Wonder Woman and Catwoman. We know Superman's in there, and Batman and Robin, and Joker, and um, but in the trailer you could see Green Lantern and you could see the Flash. Um, Bane's in there. I don't remember if Bane was seen before in the Killer Croc. Cyborg. So, um, I don't remember. Was he in the trailer? He's in the stills. I don't remember seeing Cyborg. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Cyborg is in the stills. Okay, I don't remember. I that. hadn't seen him before that though. Okay, so that's 
coming out in June, so they say. But the trailer just says 2012, which that worries me. This is a new trailer. Why don't they have to release it unless it's released different in different countries I think and they that's want, what it is. want to do that? Yeah. Um, Men in Black 3, is that out today? Is it? I, people are talking about they've seen it, so I don't know if they went some screening or something like that. Um, that that shows how much I'm looking forward to this. I never saw Men in Black 2, which pe- I, I did. people tell I, me it's good that I didn't. When I was a kid, I loved that series. I thought it was so hilarious and so great, but I really have no interest in seeing this one. Even though Josh Brolin's in it, and I love him, I think that that's, what the, that's the most interesting thing, for me at least, about the trailer is Josh Brolin. It seems like a cop-out, like... We want Tommy Lee Jones back, but he probably doesn't want to do it. So this is our way to, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he is in the movie a lot, but I got the impression that he's not going to be in it as much. Yeah, it's just a younger. Yeah, and my I'm trying to see a movie listings and my phone's not working. Um, so I think, I don't know if it's out. I think it's out today, which you should know that. But um Apparently, there's supposed to be six minutes of Amazing Spider-Man with Men in Black. Which do we really need? We saw four minutes. Yeah. Do we really need six minutes? Is it going to be the same footage? Another six. They need to like cut it out. But it's also, I mean, it's just like how many people went and saw Meet Joe Black because there was a the trailer for Phantom Menace before people knew what Phantom Menace was going to be about. Wait. There was, yeah. So meet Joe, meet Joe Black with um. That's so bizarre. Brad Pitt, Anthony Hopkins, and Claire yeah. Claire Filani, uh-huh. and there is a the trailer for. I liked that movie. I liked yeah, it was, it was it was a good movie. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was, it was fine. Um, I not my favorite Brad Pitt movie. I still love um, Fight Club, obviously, and Twelve Monkeys. Um, all the Brad Pitt movies are my favorites. Yeah, River Runs Through It. I like that. Sure. Um, jeez, what the heck? Seven years in Tibet. Wow, this this okay. I'm looking at this movie app, and it's like all crazy. It's opening this week. Did you know the Muppets is opening this week? And so is Hugo 3D. Wow, and Arthur Christmas. Throwback. Wait, wait. My my phone's going back in time. Tony, I think we're back in time. I could do my Christmas shopping. Cool. No, it's November 23rd. It's opening this week. This is ridiculous. Tony, do you realize that we're going to oh, know oh, everything about wait. June 1st? Okay, I, I can get what? June 1st on here. Snow White and Huntsman comes out June 1st. Oh, I'm excited about Piranha, that. Piranha 3DD. I actually really want to see that because I love Charlize Theron. Oh, I thought you were saying it's a Piranha movie. Nope, like, not going to see that. I never saw the first one. And and your favorite, Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart's in that movie? Snow White and Huntsman? Oh, maybe I won't see it. Oh, but no, you will see it because Chris Hemsworth's in it. No, maybe I won't see it. Really? Kristen Stewart does that to me. So you're, it's Chris Hemsworth. I regurgitate my food. All right. So I, she I think. like she's like on drugs all the time. She looks like she's like. She's, <laughs> she's got like those weird eyes that and make she, her look like she's always sleeping. And she's a mouth breather. I, I Is think, she a mouth breather? I don't know if it was Rory. Oh, no. I don't know if it was Rory's idea or Joey's idea, but there's, there's a screen feature or maybe Rory did. Uh. Before the, the last Twilight movie, whatever, part five, six, whatever it is. I don't is, know. Before the last movie came out. So he did like a, like a catch you up. You know, here's, here's what 
what happened. Here's what you missed, and here's a story. So he went through this whole long thing describing all the movies, and then he mentioned there's there's a bunch of scenes at the end which just shows her breathing through her mouth, just like, like just. And I, I I can't remember if they did like a supercut where it's just like her breathing through her mouth <laughs> all all the time. So I don't know. So um, gross. Um. Anyways, so Men in Black maybe this week today with spider-man footage it just seems like they're doing that it's like we need people to go see this movie so let's let's put spider-man footage on there um wolverine 2 i feel like this is old news it's gonna start shooting in august i think it is i feel it like came the, out last week i know it's like why did I, like someone reported it this week and I, I, I saw it pop up in the news feed i was like i remember it's like it, they already said it was um, I think I think we're, maybe we're just confused because this this is they've been shooting like they've been starting to shoot for the last like eight months. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've seen that source. Oh, Wolverine two starting shooting. Yeah. Um, and then the last bit of news before we go into questions. Uh-huh. According to pissed consumer. Oh my gosh! I love Comic this. Fine doesn't like girls. So I, I saw I this. I thought it was really funny. I I pointed this out to Courtney. On Twitter, because obviously she's a girl and she on on Comic Vine, because so, I, I, I saw this pop up where so the story is someone claims I don't know if they had a nerdy girl or something like that I think was was the person that wrote this complaint saying that she and her five friends were all eventually kicked off a of Comic Vine because they were girls they didn't agree with something so then they were just 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 kicked off and we're also banning them from other sites. Which yeah. is like, wow, I didn't know we could do that. Like Me this either. is ultra band I, power. We have this power that yeah. we had no idea. And so also, we, I'm a you're really a girl. not a girl. Yeah. So that's I guess that's I'm actually saying. a boy. Yeah. Have to be. Yes, you are. Because because Comic Fine discriminates against girls and why would they hire one? Yeah. So um there's actually a couple of responses. Oh, really? to that now it's basically saying you're ridiculous um like where's your proof where's your link you know and they're saying that you know so someone said it there's a i, I don't even know how the system works but you know, the moderators kind of go with it there's like a a three strike system you know and which and, there is yeah. yeah and so it's just just kind of funny I, I saw this and I, i've been I, I think i saw it like late last week or over the weekend and i was just kind of like you know and because I, I was going to respond i was like Hmm. One of our staff members is a quote unquote girl. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is interesting. And cause you know, every once in a while I'll see, like I had someone, um, they replied to the comic find Twitter saying I was randomly banned from comic find. I don't know why. I was like, that doesn't happen because the moderators are supposed to explain why sure, or, yeah, or everything yeah. like that. So I respond cause I happen, you know, have my, my Twitter feed open. So I was like, well, okay, what's your username? I'll look into this. And what, it, what happened is their karma points, were like super high, so they weren't banned. They were just it's, trolling. Well, whether they were trolling or not, you know, because some people flag. You know, it's a system. It kind of works, but it doesn't work. I mean, it just depends on what's if it, if it's true trolling or maybe someone just is very opinionated on something and then people don't agree. And you know, so there there's ways it it could not work. But I guess that's just what happened is for whatever because I I on your page you know, when you go to the person's page you can see. Like their recent comments. Right. And I didn't see anything like like hardcore trolling or anything bad like that. It just looked like that they had an opinion that maybe people didn't agree with or whatever. And um, I should check to make sure 
the karma system is working because it then the karma they're they're supposed to go down eventually. It's like a cooling off period. So if a lot of people, if you're saying something offensive or whatever, and a moderator's not there, you can flag it, and enough people flag it, they can't post anything. So, um, yeah, people aren't just randomly banned. Yeah, and especially it's not like yeah we don't want girls, but we 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 love users, and as long as they're respectful and can contribute something, and you know. Why would we want to not have people? That just doesn't make sense. No one wants that. And then there's the, the, the fact that it was on piss consumer. It's like you're not really a consumer unless you're a subscriber. But, yeah. Also, I think the fact that they've been banned on other sites is uh, indicative of their bad behavior. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just a coincidence. I don't know. That's it's not us. It's you. Yeah. So, questions. Sorry, sister. The first, good day, everyone, and hello from Turkey. I want to say something about digital comics, which is awesome. I'm living in Turkey, and it is nearly impossible to get weekly comics in printed form here unless you are super rich to deal with the shipping and the dollars to Turkish Lira Exchange. With digital, we get to buy and read weekly comics on a regular basis at the same time with you guys on American soil. I also heard from Bill Hader from SNL on another podcast that with digital – with digital whole writing, the whole writing crew – started to read comics and have a new common hobby. So I guess Starlight Live crew are reading comics. Some people are cool. digital comics. So I guess digital also opens doors for unlikely new readers. So digital for the win, which again, it makes sense if there's no comic store around and if you can, I'm bored. I'm going to open up. Though, I think that a lot of people like the process of going to the comic shop sort of out of the way mm-hmm. you know i mean and we've talked about this before where there were points in both of our lives where we were both driving 40 minutes mm-hmm. to go to the comic store just to buy our comics yep sitting in traffic and you know what sometimes that's a that that's a little expensive yeah. you're paying for gas you're putting miles in your car and you're buying a lot of comic books like mm-hmm. that is a lot of money mm-hmm. so and it's also nice like if, if you're looking for a particular bag. I, I want an issue from eight months ago. Yeah. Boom, there it is. Versus you go to comics or do they have it? Are they going to have it? Exactly. So, but there, but then there's also a lot of comic stores you get discounts sometimes if you have a pull list and, and there's just the atmosphere and all that. So, I mean, there, there's definitely there advantages to, to both. both. On another subject, please mention on a podcast that DC charges a lot for Turkish publishers for them to translate with published DC books. Interesting. I don't know the detailed process, but it is ridiculous. We have tons of Marvel translated books, but nearly none DC books except Sandman from Vertigo. Sandman is still huge here. So that's interesting. Um, I don't know who's responsible for that. I mean, there's so many different branches, I'm sure. that It's, yeah. So whether that's the case, that's, that's kind of interesting. Hmm. P.S. What are your thoughts about Midnight Nation from Straczynski? I probably mistyped his name. That's okay. I know it's not a new book, but I guess it will always be my favorite. Midnight Nation. It's not ringing any bells. Wow. I, I don't know. Sorry. Um, this is my first email to my second favorite comic book site podcast. Oh, oh. snap. But the first one being a Turkish site that he is oh. he is amateurly writing right now. So well, I'll accept that. That's okay. So no competition what is it? here. Mid- midnight? Midnight Nation. It just doesn't even sound familiar. Straczynski. I don't know. Um, so this is from Bergra Kakir, um, who is 
got his Clapton on the internet from Instable Tricky. So the thanks. publisher is Joe's Comics. Wow. And its publication date was from October 2002 to July 2002. It's penciled by Gary Frank. It really? is Straczynski. How the heck did I not know this? It's a religious-themed 12-issue American comic book limited series. Hmm. Published from 2000 to 2002 by Top Cow. Gary under Frank Joe's Comics Cow. imprint, which is now defunct. It's about a man who's killed in a sense and is on a journey to save his soul. Interesting. Hmm. I love Gary Frank. I've always loved Gary yeah. Frank. Especially from Incredible Hulk. Yeah. I'll look into that sometime. All right. The next one is from Jehoshaphat Carib. Um, so I want to apologize right now because he sent this question before, but it's like there are some questions he wanted um, James to answer questions, but James wasn't there. So I didn't ask a question, but I guess he wants us to ask a question even if James isn't here because he wants to know what we think. So he's a huge fan of the crime syndicate. Okay. It's always um, exciting to have an evil version of good guys and vice versa. The crime syndicate has always been on the fringe of the DC universe, perhaps rightfully so. But I think that anytime they appear, a good story is bound to occur. Ultraman's death at the beginning of Crisis on Infinite Earths still stands as one of my top 10 favorite moments in DC history and my all-time favorite demise of a character. However, as with some lesser-known characters, their histories get pretty convoluted at times. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Grant Morrison did a run on them where they came from the antimatter universe rather than a different version from the recreated Earth 3 and showed up in 52 and count. Yeah, so, and they were vaporized and they turned, even turned Ultraman into some kind of weird vampire god in Final Crisis. It was a mess. And yeah, that's, I remember, I was like, what the, I, yeah. Um, my question is will they be bringing back the crime syndicate sometime after Earth 2? If they'll be going in succession with the multiverse, is Earth 3 next? Um, will the crime syndicate family finally get their own series? Sorry for the nerd rant. I'm just a huge fan waiting for their return. LOL. We don't so, know the answers to um, those questions. Yeah, so James probably wouldn't even know the answers, but yeah. he wrote the crime syndicate and when he did Justice League, mm-hmm. um, JLA. Just, what, was it JLA? Yeah, it was JLA. Um, and... Yeah, I don't – so he's doing Earth 2. I don't think they're going to do an Earth 3 series. That would be insane no. if they started doing – I mean, um, Grant Morrison's – what's it, Earth 9, I think, or something? Or Earth 23? He's got the the, the President Superman mm-hmm. in Action Comics, which I didn't like that issue. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think – I don't know when – I think it's too early for the crime syndicate. I think they don't want to go there yet. But I could be wrong because mm-hmm. they're doing Earth 2. So we'll ask James if he ever comes back. I think he's on another business – Heard him talking about um, um, he he's he's must be going down to L.A. again because he's meeting with Jeff Johns. I saw him tweeting each other. Oh, really? And I think Jeff's like, bring your surfboard. And then James is like, do I need to bring my swim trunks or can we find a nude beach? <laughs> of course, he would say that. Yeah. So if, if if you're in L.A. at the beaches, look for them or avoid the beaches, <laughs> just in case. Um, yeah, so I don't know the crime scene. I haven't heard anything, any blips about a crime syndicate. So I, I think it'd, it'd be too much right now. I think they wouldn't want to avoid that, especially since we just had Flashpoint last year. It's hard to believe Flashpoint was last year. Feels like it was so it. long ago. I don't want to think about it. Well, we're going to have to think about it because it's coming up. Someone wants your opinion on something. Mandre Gora says, I was looking on IMDb at the cast list for Dark Knight Rises. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character's name is John Blake. Yeah, we knew that. So I typed that name into Comic Vine and Dan Garrett, Blue Beetle, came up. So that's like a golden age, whatever, old character. 
Um, is this just a coincidence or does Christopher Nolan have some plan? Um, I would say it's a coincidence. I'm, you know, I, I know a bit about John Blake or not, not a bit. I know some about John Blake or not John Blake, um, Dan Garrett, the blue beetle. I don't know how to John Blake name fits into Dan Garrett. Cause I looked on his page and it's an alias, but there's no mention there. I even went to Wikipedia and I don't know where the John Blake name, unless it was like an alias he used at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't, and obviously there's, it has nothing to do with. No, with I don't Dark, think so. They're not going to even mention. Would, I mean, just the idea that Blue Beetle would not, it would not fit into that. Or Dan Garrett. Um, Cause Dan Garrett's father was a police officer. Yeah. But um, the, the big question is, is who is this John Blake character? Is he just a police officer? Mm-hmm. But I don't He's think, he, uh, I don't know. I, don't I think. You think so? I don't think so. But. I think so. Also, if James Robinson on the podcast, this he's, he's not. not this week. Tell him um, I love Shade and Earth too. We'll tell him next week. Always enjoy the podcast. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Um, Dallas LDS um, question for this week: With Marvel putting both six one six Blink and Mimic at the Jean Grey School, do you think they are planning a romance just to rekindle the Exiles relationship everyone loved? I realize they're not the same characters. Mm. That's very, very interesting if, if they did that. Um, I'd be curious Maybe. to see, are they fated, meant to be together, True. regardless of what dimension they come from? Exactly. That was a, I mean, it was a great relationship. It was, it was very tragic because um, Mimic died early on in Exiles. People should read Exiles if they can. Um, Postman. So I'd say, I, I'm gonna, I, I wonder. I mean, it seems like a coincidence if they're both going to be on there. So we'll see. Um, Postman says, Hey guys, I was wondering who do you think are DC's architects? Who is their Bendis, Brubaker, Hickman, and Aaron? Jeff, Jeff, Dan, Jim. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if he's just talking about writers because our artists, architects. Well, I think, at the, Marvel. I, I think Marvel's architects are the people who shape their big story. Arcs. I think they're all, cause when they made that announcement, I think they were all writers. I don't know. I what? The but they come up with the story arc ideas, yeah. right? So, Snyder, uh, Gail. Yeah, I was gonna say Gail Simone. I would think Gail is. You um, know, even though both you and I have been eh, about Batgirl, but she's she's up there. She's yeah. got good ideas. I'm Scott Snyder, Jeff Johns. Um, but then after that, I'm trying to think like, because so you know Brian Azrael is doing a great job on Wonder Woman. Okay, I wouldn't. I he's not a DC you. architect. Um, I don't know if there's any anyone else working like on multiple books or that has have, have has made. I think a, I think you're just talking about writers right now, I'd, because I'd say Eddie Berganza, and I would say um, I would say that it's a lot more editors. I feel like like DC's editorial teams have a lot more input and a lot more say in what happens to those books than the writers. Like they don't have like a core group of writers like Marvel does, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. What about James? He's an architect for Earth too. He's got us. He's got his own Earth, his own universe. That's right. He does to to shape and form. Although I guess he's sharing it. Well, not really. The um, Huntress and the world's finest, but that they're on Earth, so that doesn't count. They're on Earth, Earth Prime or Earth Zero, whatever the heck it is. So. That's a it's an interesting question. Nick Bundy says, is a Deadpool in his own series the same as an Uncanny X-Force? I think so. S- Sarah's rantings 
um, have got me interested in the series. Ranting. I guess ranting how much you like X-Force. Oh, yes. Or, yeah. They are the same. Yeah. But they, they feel like they're different. Written Because in Uncanny X-Force. Oh, they feel like they're different. They I feel think. like. But they're the same character, obviously. Yeah. But they're both funny. But um, Remender's Deadpool doesn't like talk to himself. You don't see the. The other mm-hmm. captions and the breaking of the fourth wall, which no. is fine because it'd be weird, but yeah, I think it would be too much. Yeah, but he's still funny. Like he, he, I think Remender still writes him. It's a, a little more subdued, not which yeah. I mean, it's too over he's the top. Still sometimes. Gross. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Daniel Way's doing a good job with with Deadpool. Uh huh. Um. And when we had all those other Deadpool comics, oh, they were that so was bad. So bad. Deadpool team up. I I hated. They were I, the worst. I think I gave one. When he went Ish. into the Savage Land, those were terrible stories. I gave one like a one or a one point five back when we had points, and, yeah. and then I was like, "I'm done with this series. I yeah, love Deadpool. So I can't read this." And Deadpool Core. I think that's why I didn't like him because mm-hmm. I started reading those first, and then I read Daniel Way's series, and I'm like, "Oh, he's not so bad. I kind of like him now." Yeah, and and I mean, Joe Kelly did some great stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, um. Dala Dalada and Zach Kastner said, um, you guys think you can talk about Batman and Dark Knight number nine, try to make sense of it. So we, we kind of talked about that where um, it was weird how you, you see the Lincoln March scene from Batman number nine and we got the flashback and we're going back to Lincoln March. And there's a whole scene where Batman looks like he has an encounter with the Talon, but it does. I don't it, it couldn't have happened. I don't so think it did. It, he probably was in the shadows and then he ran and like also, a baby. Like if it if he had. You know, if he had encountered the Talon back then, Batman would have known about them. Yeah, the even, whole thing about the Talons is that Batman didn't know about it. Yeah, this is the one thing he had no idea was happening. Because even if in it was his little bubble, if it was a couple blows with someone in a strange costume, he would know. He would, he say, would at least. Look I into remember it. that. Yeah, and the thing is, he did not. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. Uh, again, night. Some of the night owls are just. I don't know. El Elarigo El, Amor, can you explain what place annuals have in context with the, to the rest of the series? I think it all depends. Like, um, sometimes they're completely like disconnected. Aren't yeah, they? just because uh, I, I think mean, I don't know if it's Teen. I don't know if the Teen Titans annual came out. Hmm. But I think there is one an annual that had to deal with the culling, mm-hmm. and so that was directly involved. Yeah. Um, the Batman annual deals with Mister Freeze, and I think that's more focused on Mister Freeze. Um, there, there's supposed to be a, I think a blue beetle annual that's dealing with kind of the current thing. So it just depends on, on what the book is. And so some of them are going back to tell us what, what happened before, since we still don't know what happened in that five year gap. So it's, there's, there's no, it's not like every book is current or every book is a year ago or, cause sometimes they would used to do those themes where they would have like every annual would, would whatever be like a year one or something but that's not what's going on here so they're just they're all over the place it just depends um zach kastner also says uh dive a little into the discussion of the letter from justice league flashpoint your article was great on it thanks what's sarah's take on it so my question was or what i brought up so we, we saw the letter in justice league number nine bruce mm-hmm. still has a letter it's it's in a case um so i went back and i looked at Flashpoint number five. So Barry Allen comes from Flashpoint. He's got the letter from Thomas. Goes to the Batcave. Talks to yeah, yeah. He talks to Bruce, and he's like, he basically says, "Okay, this Flashpoint world happened. I I screwed it up. I tried to save my mom. 
messed up time, created this alternate world. And, you know, here's this letter. The memories and this stuff's fading from my memory. So he know, he doesn't remember everything that happened in Flashpoint. But they have that letter. And, and you know, Flashberry was also saying, I do still have some memories. And then Bruce is like, well, just think of it as a gift that, you know, you still have these memories with your mom, you know, and stuff and all that. So my question is, <clears throat> oh, cause, because Batman's always like, and now everything's back to quote unquote normal. So it's weird that he used quotes around there. And what I was thinking is if they realized that Barry's involvement changed the world and created this alternate world, and now they're supposedly back, wouldn't they kind of wonder what was it like before Flashpoint? Was it just the same exact one? They might just assume that it was the same reality as we know it. Yeah. But they would have to at least consider maybe there was something else. And then, like, didn't you ask whether they remembered it? Well, that's the thing. Is, is there any – because Barry – Do they have any recollection? <laughs> because Barry was involved – I mean, so what it comes down to, what, what I – and I, I guess I never really thought about it before is everything pre-New 52 did happen. Mm-hmm. Because of Barry's involvement and because of the Pandora thing and all that stuff. So everything, it did happen. Um, New Krypton happened. Every, all that, that stuff, it was there. But now the, the timelines were combined and it's a new, everything kind of changed. So the question is, even if Barry's memories of Flashpoint are fading, and you know, along with that, his memories of the pre-New 52, that doesn't necessarily mean that the memories aren't still there. I mean, he may not be able to recall them. They might still be buried somewhere in his mind. So couldn't they get like some ultra telepath or some magical person and scan his, his memories and, and see if there's anything there. So like, who would it be possible that everything that happened before new 52 is somewhere in their, their, their minds. So like, could Barry remember that Lois and Clark were married at one point? I don't think so. Because all that stuff did happen. Sure, it happened, but I think that by messing with the timeline, I think that if it if it's strong enough to change reality, a, reality and events, then it's powerful enough to uh, erase erase any memory or recollection that you might have of those moments, or maybe those those pieces of information disappear, and as they disappear from the timeline, like they'd be erased from your memory. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like Back to the Future, the picture. Exactly. But it just seems because, you know, because Barry remembered Flashpoint and then when he came back, Flashpoint was gone, was erased, doesn't exist. But he still yeah. remembered it, even though it they were he fading. Was responsible for it? I don't know. So that, that's the thing. Is So is he the only one? I mean, so because his memories are fading, does that mean they're disappearing or mm-hmm. he just can't access them? That they're just so buried or just muddled? You know, just like, you know, what happened on your, your seventh birthday, you know, you might not remember what happened after you had your birthday cake because that doesn't mean that memory disappeared. You just mm-hmm. can't access anymore because it's gone. So if anyone, especially Barry, does he remember anything from before mm-hmm. or is it just completely obliterated? Because, you know, a lot of people, when, when they first showed Pandora and all that, they're like, that's DC's back door. If they ever want to get out of New 52, they can revert back by going there. And the same thing, are those memories there? Because Everything that happened before it did absolutely happen. It's just when Pandora changed everything, it kind of reset and combined and all that stuff there. So even though it didn't happen, it did happen. And, and we can just go around in circles about this all day. And mm-hmm. so 
it just seemed weird. Why, why bring up the letter again? Why, why, why just have that one panel in Justice League? You know, are, is Jeff or someone, are they planning to do something? You know, <coughs> it just seemed kind of weird. I don't think anymore. I, don't know. I think people are comfortable now with this new universe. Yeah. I mean, it, it's successful. I mean, there, there are some glitches, but so I don't know. They might I don't, do other, something else with Pandora. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I don't. that they'd revert it anymore. Yeah. But, uh, but my, I want to know, is it possible Can for them remember? to remember? Yeah. yeah. So. It's an interesting thought. Um, Immortal Fireboy. What are some good female-fronted comic series? Planning to read Slots She-Hulk and would love more suggestion. Collected stuff is what he's looking for. Miss Marvel? Um, I don't know if they're collect- I mean, they would. I think 50 issues. There would have to be some collected. So, yeah, Miss Marvel's so. great. Um X twenty three and if have any other I mean there's there's a I know the the two mini series are collected I don't know if the Marjorie Lou series Even though are. I hated those covers I liked the Emma Frost series yeah yeah I mean that delved into her her origin in early yeah, days those were fun um, I don't know if he wants just Marvel yeah because um, I mean there's tons of Wonder Woman there's a lot of Wonder Woman a lot of Wonder Woman stuff there's a lot of like stuff from there's the batwoman DC, the, the detective batwoman, comics batman woman L- greg rucka mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. yeah um there's the batgirl year one story that i really like mm-hmm. that's, that's great a good one yeah um there is and i um trying to think what else oh i don't know yeah yeah those are some good ones yeah um, it's knit. Is James going to be on? Nope. Next week. Sweetest toaster. So sweetest toaster, I think is the last one that asked, um, comics for dad. Um, so sweetest toaster, I don't know. Sweetest toaster is a guy or a girl. Um, so he's, they're going with Parker this week. They want to know what character has the most iconic look or costume. Superman, Superman or Spider-Man. I'd say everyone knows who they are, even though they've changed. Superman. I was going to say Superman right away. You know, they changed, took his shorts away. Mm-hmm. But probably him, because Batman, kinda. But I mean, his his emblem has changed. I think Superman. Yeah, and maybe Wonder Woman. Yeah, Superman. So, Um, Vagrant Saint, do you think that comics should adopt a multi level continuity like Star Wars? Works pretty well for the infamous GL. Man, what do you think? Star Wars universe is so. And the rest of the comic find. Oh wait, this second. Um. Well, I mean, there, there's, they have a, a. pretty good timeline in star wars you know mm-hmm. so you know where where key events happen so even all these they're constantly putting out all these miniseries but they always say where it took place um, i don't think that you can do that to comics though where we are right now i, w- I don't want to jump it around it's so complicated to have more than one level but they sort of do i mean if you look at uh earth 2 that's sort of i mean i guess it's well, I, I, well, that's not really a separate timeline, but you have like, okay, the digital first stuff, right? But that's like a different. But that's a different timeline. It's a different. The Batman Beyond stuff? Uh, and Superman Beyond? Sure, that stuff. Because that's a different timeline. Like the Smallville, so the different reality. Or like the Arkham right. and Hinge. But I think like, um, just I wish Justice League stayed five years ago in action comics. Then you would have separate timelines. It's mm-hmm. like I, I would love to see, and you know what I said is make Detective Comics make that Batman's early days, 
It should be. You know, because the, the series right now is what it is. Crap. You know. <laughs> But I I I would look because I want to know, and again, it's just me nitpicking or whatever. I want to know when did Batman first encounter Scarecrow? That's not nitpicking. That's that's like the, those are potential stories you can tell. I mean, we have that's decades, decades, and decades yeah, of absolutely. all these encounters, all these previous battles. You don't how many, have to connect everything. How many times did did, did Batman fight the Joker? We I don't know. I agree and so I I would so in in that case it would be good as long as it didn't just. Get Action comics would have been really great if it was still. It was. Out. It was good, and then they just jumped to the future. And I'm. I'm curious how it because now that he's in in the present, I should say, not the future. We had the the present Superman storyline. I want to know how Grant's present day Superman is going to compare to the other Superman. Because mm-hmm. so what I say to that. Um, Vagrant Saint also wants to know, what do you and the rest of the Comic Vine crew use to keep track of your collections? <laughs> Nothing. I don't use anything. I mean, memory? Yeah. I mean, right now they're in stacks by month. Um, I The stuff I have at home are in long boxes. and are, Some are sort of alphabetized, but then all others our, are not. All of our comics that we kept at the old office are in storage. And they were alphabetized. They were. For, and almost in numerical order. But right. we, we need to get those back at some point. But right now, they just, here's a week stack, just put it there. So, like, if, if we want to find an issue from two months ago, you can kind of figure it out, like, dig, you know, find a stack from two months ago, but we don't really have a great system. Richborn, this may have been asked before, but I figure since DC announced Flashpoint, we'll soon be getting a DCAU film. I don't remember hearing that. Um, I was wondering not only what stories you would care to see animated from the big two, but the work that goes into them to be standalone tales as well, since most adaptations are events with built up continuity. Looking at Flashpoint as a story, it may be difficult as a standalone film since it's bridged two continuities continuities before shuffling the deck into the, at this point, not so new 52. Mm. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm going to speak for you. I think we both want to see the killing joke. I think yeah. that would be good. Uh, Marvel secret invasion would be interesting good. if they could, Condense it down. That that be you problem. Could do Flashpoint. Yeah, I, th- I think there's because there's there were no those side stories too. Yeah. Um. The, the only thing is doing it like a, a 76 minute movie. Yeah. That's so tough. you wouldn't be able to do all those side stuff. I'd love to see Secret Wars hmm. as a movie. Maybe Civil War. I don't know if that's too much. Civil War would be great. But again, as a movie, it's like it's it would have to be like like at least a couple or something like that. Which I don't know. I mean, Marvel hasn't. I, I, I want to know what Marvel's animated movie. What, what are they going to do? Because Lionsgate was doing their, their last ones. I think that deal's done. Yeah. They got their TV shows. They got Spider Man: The Avengers. Mm-hmm. And there's rumors that the Avengers is going to get canceled, which is insane because everyone loves it. So I, I don't. know. But they haven't done any any movies like direct a video or anything like that. So I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because you need to tweak it so it doesn't factor into everything else that that happened i'm like like winter soldier you know that that could be a great you know bucky coming back and fighting his brainwashing but then you'd have to you know cut the ties so it doesn't branch out all over the place yeah so i don't know um greg katzman i don't know if this was meant for the podcast or not but i'm throwing it in here random comic question do you think omega red's life drain would hurt venom symbiote i'd Mm -hmm. say yeah probably I think so. I would say yeah, but then the fact that he asks is like maybe not. 
but I'd, I'm saying yeah. It drains us. I don't even know where Omega Red's at these days. If he's still alive, I don't alive. think he's in comics right now. Who cares? I don't. I never liked that character. Why? I don't know. He's just weak. Yeah. I never care cared about. John Robina. Was I just smoking crack, or did I see? Hope not. Yeah, I hope not. Did I see a mention that Element Man was in the Justice League and Batman Inc.? And yeah, there was mention of that. Uh huh. Um, you said from Element Man's day or Justice League days. Maybe there was another just. I don't think. It, Justice League International existed before. Mm-mm. I think it was a goof on Grant's part. Do you? Because Another they one? they made it they made it clear that the Justice League has only been the five, except for that one certain character. We could say who it is that that one character they tried tried getting in. So yeah, it, it yeah, no one else has been in the Justice League according to Jeff Johns. Mm-hmm. So I that that's got to be a goof. Um. And we have found your site a few months ago and I discovered some local great comic book shops in Carlisle, UK, and back home in Chester. I've only previously read graphic novels, Long Halloween, Dark Knight Returns, Strikes Again. And I'm wondering if you could suggest a good point to start with any Marvel or DC series. Um, I have picked up a few of the Justice League, New 52, Secret Service, and Avengers versus X-Men comics and really enjoyed them. Hope you have a chance to read this and your podcasts are superb. To get a good idea of what is out there. Cheers, Grantos. Okay, so the Batman trade came out, what, last week? Uh, yeah. So, so that collects issues one through seven? One through seven or one through six. Okay, start there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on issue nine with Batman. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the, the New 52s, the trades are coming out now. Hardcovers yeah. and trade paperbacks. Yeah. If that's what he's looking for. Right. So you could, you could start with those. Um, and then... Hmm, what else? But Marvel. Um, Marvel. Oh, uh, new story arc starting in Fantastic Four. Yeah. Right? I just, I just think what it, what it comes down to is if you're interested in a character like the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. I think you just need to jump in there. It, even if it's like part three of six, you just need to. Well, maybe dis- not for Fantastic Four. Yeah, but, but it's, it's so it, complicated. But, but then it's like uh, you're going to wait till this story is over, but then this is going to have ties to the pre- I mean, at, it's. Uh, the biggest thing was always X-Men. Everyone always asked me, when, when, where do you start with X-Men? Mm-hmm. You could say, well, I started this storyline, but this builds on this story. You know, it's always going to depend on something previously. So I think if you, if a character is really appealing, you need to just jump in there. You might not know what's going on right away. Most books do a decent job of filling you up. And then you go to Comic Vine. You go to the message board. You say, hey, what the heck is going on here? Can someone tell me? Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you might be waiting three or four months for a for potentially... To happen. And, but... Having said that, Fantastic Four's huge story arc just ended, so yeah. that's not a bad place to start if you yeah. want to read Fantastic Four. And then try to pick up the traits. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Hickman. Because those were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So just, just go to the wiki pages and just – people will help you if you have questions. DC Fox with Avengers vs. X-Men – out has Marvel taken the top spots in sales again, or is DC still beating them? No, Marvel's had the top sales spot for I think two months. Yeah, so we'll see if they can keep it. Because I mean, Avengers versus X Men is doing well, but people keep saying I don't like it. So doesn't matter. People are, are still buying them. Yeah. Um. All right, we're like so out of time. Let's see. Um, Cyberchop979, and on a Memorial Day this weekend, I would like to ask you which comic book thus affected you most emotionally. Save the best one for last. Hmm? This is the last question. 
right. save it for next week. I need like a longer period of time to think about that. Okay. Um, Noir0083, first post. Hey, guys. I don't have a question, but more a coincidence, interesting pat- fact to point out. Last week's Wonder Woman, Red Hood, Catwoman, Supergirl, and Batwoman all have the same red and green color palette scheme. Quite bizarre to have them all released the same week. So, yeah, that's got to be a coincidence. Uh-huh. I'm an upcoming artist, and I've been listening to the cast for a couple months. I'm always looking forward to hearing them every week. Thanks, and thank you. That, that's I didn't even notice that. Thanks for listening, that, and that is interesting. I want to go look at those now. Uh-huh. Hieroglyph says, are you comfortable reading comic books in public? Yeah. Um, I read them on the ferry when I have to. I read them on BART yeah. train. Have you had any interesting encounters, either positive or negative, while reading comics in public? No. No. Um, my old laptop, remember I had that Iron Man sticker on there? Mm-hmm. I would constantly on the ferry, people was like, oh, where'd you get that? That's cool. And You're like, so I sorry, need, man, can't have it. I need, I need, I did find it online. Oh, I, you did? I, yeah. I, I'm debating if I want to get that because I can also get it from my iPad. So I don't know oh, cool. if which one I'll get it for, hmm. if, but not, not definitely not for both. Where'd you find it? Can you send me a link? I just did a, I can probably find you a link. Right. I think it was like an Etsy. Oh, really? So you can okay. find like anything there. But We'll find it. Yeah. Um, there's this really cool one I want to get. It's like Snoopy and Woodstock, like mm-hmm. toasting marshmallows. Oh, really? Something like get that for my iPad. That's it's it's one of those like really the, just like the black the outline thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you that That's later. Really cute. You know, I don't have time later, but I will show you. Okay. I'm just I got so much to do. Yeah. Um, undead hippie. That's scary. Um. <laughs> uh, simple question: Are there any big meaty collection volumes I need to buy, particularly Deadpool? I love comics, but for some reason, own very few. The last I bought being Old Man Logan and Batman Hush. Um, it, I'd say it depends on what you like. I mean, you know, like we just mentioned, all the New 52 trades are coming I'm out. I'm sure they have, like, Deadpool collected, right? Um, I think they started doing, like, the classics. There's some. Um, they, they haven't collected Daniel Waves? There are, yeah, I'm pretty sure there has, like, the, the Secret oh, Invasion ones. Yeah, I... I I think it just depends on the character. Like, if you like Spider-Man, you you got to get the brand new day trades and you know, the Grim Hunt and all that. So, really, we need more. I need more information. What what you like? Um, and I'm out of time. DC Fox, you already asked a question. Um, and there's two here, three here. It says I got a couple questions in there's three. One, where's Corey? He's Corey. His microphone's turned off. He's over there. Corey will be back soon. <laughs> He's, um, he will be back. Uh, probably in June, maybe next week or the week after. Yeah. Um, two. What are the chances that G.I. Joe could get Joseph Gordon-Levitt to reprise his role as Cobra Commander now that there's the movie's being reshot? Probably Let me call not. his agent. Probably, he's probably Hold like, no, second. thank you. Um, three, for Memorial Day, what are your favorite war comics? Um, I haven't read a lot of war comics. Me neither. So, I don't know. Foxfire Art. Greetings. Comics and characters have been evolving since their inception. The DC Universe alone has had the Golden Age, Silver Age, and Bronze Age. Given all the recent changes, it seems off to call the more recent past that's been retconned to modern age those events are no longer modern even if you don't agree it should be renamed it will be someday soon superman of today is not the same character it was 10 or even 20 years ago what do you feel we should classify the recent past era and do we just continue to call this new 52 world the modern era just because it's one we're currently in have a good memorial day everyone keep working with that video software and your editing sarah Doing good work, and I have faith you'll continue to improve. Oh, thanks. Um, Platinum Age, because it comes after gold. Um, well, they they were there was they did call it the Dark Ages. Oh, did they? Like with Dark Knight Returns. Oh, yeah. Because things kind of got a little grittier. Mm-hmm. Um, then in the nineties was I would say that's like the the gimmick age, <laughs> all the hologram covers and oh yeah, that's true. foil. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, 
because they had a modern age is getting longer and longer because they're not bothering to rename it. But there should be something. Um, and the last one. Hey, guys, I'm a big fan. Maybe the biggest in Germany. Ooh, the challenge is out there. This is A1U5Z. So first post, he claims he's the biggest fan in Germany. We'll so see about that. I want to see you hear from the other Germany fans. So I had to say sorry for my bad English. Don't That's okay. worry about it. Never I'm, apologize for that, please. Yeah. I'm the only comment in your podcast in iTunes Germany, of course, full stars. Nice. Because you, you did. Um, it's, it's, in, it's nice to know that we're in iTunes Germany. <laughs> I, I never even thought about that, the, the, the different countries and their different versions of iTunes. Yeah. So I'm glad it, our, it's making it there because I questioned the way it reaches our iTunes here. <laughs> I love DC, and now finally the new 52 starts in Germany after nine months. But we have to wait for Scott Snyder's Batman. No one knows when it comes here. That's ridiculous. Um, it should be there now. should have been there nine months ago. Can you tell me which Marvel comics are best to start? Schism starts here next week, and maybe X-Force Dark Angel Saga. Yes, on both of those. Please. And then after Schism, Wolverine, X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, any, I'd say Spider-Man, Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. I think those are the top things. Yeah, those are the best ones, I think. Yeah, Avengers probably. I don't know where they would be at. I'm not crazy about the Avengers right now, but okay. Uh, something's, I'm, I'm curious what's going to happen with, if Bendis is wrapping things up. Yeah. So what, who's going to be next? Mm-hmm. Um, thanks a lot. You're the best. Love you. I love you too. A1U5Z. <laughs> when you want to visit Germany, I can show you Hamburg, offer a bed, and the famous currywurst. Huh? Alex. All right, cool. Thanks. I'd like to go to Germany someday. Let's go right yeah. now. Yeah. Let's see. Since we've got CBS money, maybe it'll fly us out there. All right. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. The news should be up. This it is This Memorial up. Day weekend. We, um, what are we doing? So, You're not going to be here. I'll be at home. Yeah. Right. You're going to be who knows where. But, All right. Um, you can look for some uh, some articles up over the weekend and yep. yeah. Um, so well, so well, if anything big happens Monday, hopefully it'll happen early yes, in the morning. But we're kind of gonna <laughs> take it slow. I'll be I'll be on in the morning checking things and okay. I don't know if I'm gonna. I'm barbecuing on Sunday. I think, or oh. I'm not. I'm not barbecuing. Barbecuing myself. I'm going to a barbecue. Uh huh. Um, I don't know what I'm doing Monday. But. Sunday, I'm probably gonna be in the desert. I'll probably be bike riding. I got a new bike. Congrats. Yeah. That's why we went for a ride last night. There's mm-hmm. this dude on the sidewalk with like this big stick mm-hmm. doing some stuff. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, sorry. So we rode what, by. Like Chinese exercise? I don't know if it was because he also had this bag like full of stuff. So I was like, mm-hmm. is this a homeless guy or something? Oh, no. But he's got this big stick. So then I told my daughter, I was like, he, he probably thinks he's fighting dragons or something. Oh. And she's, <laughs> and she's like, he's got a really good imagination for an adult. <laughs> I think we should end it there. There we go. All right, guys. Thanks for listening and tune in next week for another edition of the Comic Vine Podcast where hopefully we'll have James on to talk about some really big stuff. Yeah. And I just wanted to point out, this is our new outro we just got. This is from Crash Landon. And check it out. See what you think. And have a good and safe weekend. I love you. Yeah. Let's, good night. Let's, let's do this. Hey, I want that on my pull list.